Uh, welcome back to the Woodscast. Uh, this is a podcast of two dudes who were told they were brothers. Drink a little bit too much and like to shout into the abyss of this thing you uh, noobs call life. And uh, with me, per the usual, is the other half of that two dudes. My little brother, Shay. What's going on? Oh, you know, living the dream, baby. Living the dream. Yeah. Now, uh, so we're recording this Monday night, June 22nd. Um, I haven't done this in a couple weeks. I uh, took uh, took a pause for the cause. We had a lot of yeah, video games to play, and you guys don't yeah. pay us to do this. So uh, no, so we're a big deal. We got shit to do. So yeah, we got shit to do. Yeah. Uh, it usually uh, uh, comes down to if Shay's busy or I have video games to play. If either of those things happen, we just fucking punt for next week. Now keep in mind, being busy can mean lots of things. It can mean having to work overtime, or or it could mean I have somewhere to be. I need to drink on that night. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's trying to ch- chase down some 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 uh, some ladies, and we give him time to do that. That is accurate. I'm over here. Um, I'm over here drinking cans because the I have on under doctor's notice. I can't replace the keg, and the keg popped a couple weeks ago. So Why I'm can't you replace the keg? Huh? Was I had had a surgery? Uh, couple weeks ago oh because of the weight of the keg yeah i can't i can't okay. lift anything it's not I thought, yeah, well I, I was assuming like hey the doctor said justin you gotta stop drinking beer and you just switch to cans i was about to be like yo bro that's not how that works that's not the conversation we have yeah. that's exactly okay, how i'll have that conversation yeah, yeah. um uh, you buy cans? you buy a keg every four weeks uh mr woods that's too much all right well i'll just buy cans i mean he doesn't yeah they're it. smaller it'll be fine yeah, all right um no, when I, I had the I had that the hernia surgery uh, from complication from the kidney donation, and I got that fixed, and God, that hurt like fucking hell. But um, can't lift anything heavy for like they say the doctor said four weeks. Uh, the actual uh, transplant people said like eight to twelve. I just know uh, keg is two hundred twenty five pounds, and it's the exact motion I shouldn't be doing. So I'm over here drinking cans like a goddamn pilgrim, like all you common folk. And uh, Rachel's even gotten pissed about it. She's like, "Are you sure you can't lift a keg?" And I was like. Damn it, bitch. I mean, there's got to be somebody you could pay to come over and put a keg oh, in your I'm fridge. Sure. I'm sure. I bet you money if I talk to the guys at the liquor store, they deliver one. But, yeah, it's probably yeah. true. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We're not there yet. Shay, in the time we've been off, you officiated your first wedding, right? Sure did. How'd that go? It went great. A sweet, a sweet, sweet 15 minutes, and then we got drunk on champagne and ate pizza. There you go. That's that was fantastic. So, so now both halves of the Woods cast, you know, both Shay and Justin are ordained ministers and will marry anybody to anybody. We don't give a shit. Um, I always laugh. Um, do you remember that Kim? Oh God, what was her name? Kim Davis in Kentucky. She became super famous for when same-sex marriage was legalized. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was she, a while ago. You know, yeah, is that is that dumpy bitch that refused to do it? 
Um, yeah. There was a Twitter. There was a Twitter handle that God, it got me. It was so bad. It was somebody ran a Twitter feed. It was just called. It was called Kim Davis's coworker, and it just went on and on about how she's a horrible person, like how she steals my mayonnaise from the fridge in the break room. And <laughs> it was just, it was just telling all these jokes. And at one point, the, whoever ran that account just tweeted out, "It's like, hey, Kim might not be able to do this, but I don't give a damn. Come on down here. I will marry a tiger to a chair. We are." <laughs> Yeah. And I always remember that. I was like, hell yeah. So, okay. So, Shaded Wedding. What else we got going on here? All right. I guess we should jump into it. We got uh, we got a lot of... I tried to save the dumbest stuff to talk to you about because that's where we really hit our stride. And we have such dumb shit to talk about. Um, so, weekly numbers. We are in the uh, 1,249th day of the Trump presidency. It's been 741 days since we uh, Donald Trump solved the North Korea crisis, which is actually popping off pretty good right now. I think they're going to attack South Korea because of some pamphlets. So great. Uh, you're muted. I've not heard anything about that. Uh, there's some brouhaha, like the North Korea is turning its, its aggression towards South Korea and... Um, North Korea has basically said there's no relationship with the United States anymore, so we got that solved. That's that's uh, nice. Nice. Um, remember when everybody told us we should just wait? Maybe it'll all work yeah. out. Remember when we, yeah. we, we yeah, like, why don't we, you give them yeah, a chance? We, you and I were like, this is some poor shit. And everybody's like, well, what if it works? Well, it didn't fucking work, people, so there yeah. you go. Um, I believe my exact quote was, I want it to work, but don't think it will. Let's talk about it in a couple years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we are 741 days later and ain't sh- yeah. shit going on. Actually, there's reports that North Korea, China, and Russia are ramping up their uh, nuclear programs because of our lack of influence in the in the region. So that sounds about right. That's yeah. That that that's that's completely on brand. Um, so we are 187 days since Donald Trump was impeached, 137 since he was acquitted, and I got 134 days till the next election. And we are currently in the 103rd day of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, as of yesterday, when I did this, uh, we've got. Uh, over 2.3 million cases in the United States, over uh, 122,000 United uh, deaths. That's over 4911s or 30,531 Benghazis, um, and that would basically translate to over 122 years of congressional hearings if the uh, sitting president was a Democrat. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and here's some fun things, like not to do like a big dive on COVID because it's always the news, but uh, just a couple of headlines that came across. As of June 16th, uh, masks are no longer required in the White House, so that's cool. Um, and as of today, uh, mandatory testing for staff and visitors, they're still going to stop doing that. That sounds and, about right. And uh, this is my favorite. After all the months we spent trying to scrape together masks and make our own, Trump supporters are now burning their masks to protest the COVID-19 hoax. So, that is some of the dumbest shit in the world. Dude, just... Uh, well, I mean, that doesn't shock me, but... Well, and, and these are the same people that call everybody snowflakes, but then if um, their favorite football team says, you know, we should treat black people with some respect, they're like, oh, burning the jerseys. Burn these jerseys, yep. Yeah. And, oh, we're going to get all them. Burn these Nikes. Yeah. That I already own. I mean, I guess it's better that these dipshits burn the shit they already own because we don't need them going burning down, like, warehouses where they manufacture stuff. Yes, that that would be... Where you burn your own shit. I mean, that, that the other alternative's worse, you fucking idiot, but... Yeah. Well, I just hope they don't burn their own shit and then be like, hey, uh, I need you to supply me with more masks. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, all right, so we usually talk about polling, and I kind of want to do a little bit of a deep dive in polling because it's been super hilarious lately how 
bad Donald Trump, his polling, because when he first started, we remember we talked about like when he first started doing some shit about COVID-19 after basically saying it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, his polling went up and everybody was like, oh, see, America agrees with him. I was like, well, you know, he did something. Everybody just likes to see the POTUS do something. Like, even if it's wrong or stupid, like, as long as yeah. he's doing something, everybody's like, oh, okay, he's got it. I don't, I don't know all the details, but I'm sure he does. He's got all this. So... The polling that we usually check. So you got Gallup. Uh, Donald Trump is negative fifteen. Uh, that's Gallup. Um, for the last two times they took this, he was plus one, plus two, and now he's negative fifteen. So that tells you a little bit of the swing that he's gonna that you're seeing in, in the polling. Five thirty eight, negative thirteen point eight. Real clear, real clear politics. Excuse me, negative twelve point four. And all the battleground states have shifted a little bit. So in Florida, you got Biden plus six. Ohio is Trump plus 0.5, so, excuse me. so that's a toss-up. Uh, Texas is also like plus 0.5 or plus 1.5, so that's that's within the st- statistical era, but yeah, I'm not I'm not one of the Texas stand people like, oh, we're going to turn it blue this year. I don't believe it when I see it. So you got so Florida, Ohio, and then we got the, the big three, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Michigan, he's plus 10, Biden plus 10, Pennsylvania, Biden plus 5.6, and then Wisconsin is Biden plus five point four, so those are uh, the Ohio went for Trump a little bit more than yeah. So so all the battleground states we were about before is um, um, happening. So, but all of the polling looks really bad for Donald Trump. Another ring. The New York Times did an average of about a lot of the, the um, average of a lot of the recent polling. Yeah. Um, so in May and June. Um, the demographics that Biden wins over Trump is overall he's plus 10, 18 to 34, he's plus 22, uh, 65 and older, plus 7, um, women, uh, plus 25, that's big, um, college grads, plus 20, and then uh, non-white, plus 46. The only demographics that Trump beats Biden in is men and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, three. there's three categories, men, uh, it's uh, Trump by six. White, Trump by five, and then no college degree, Trump by twenty one. So that's like that's that's the snapshot that he has right now in the polling. And this leads me to one of the funniest fucking things I've I've I've, I've seen in a long time. So um if you look at real clear politics, they just they're they're a polling aggregate. And like I'm looking right now, I can share my screen, but it doesn't really matter. But I'm looking at like yeah. ten polls, and they're all ten uh, Biden ten, Biden plus six, seven, fourteen, whatever. The one that Donald Trump did, what I thought was the funniest thing, and I, did you? I don't know how close you followed the story, but um, the CNN had a poll out, a national poll of Biden plus fourteen, and the Trump uh, uh, Trump campaign basically sued them and told them they have to retract the poll because Biden won it. Did yeah. you see this article? Uh, no, I mean I heard I heard something. I mean I, I, the late night talk shows and shit have have kind of poked fun at that, but you know, but yeah, I haven't. So, yeah, so he told them that they should have they should retract the poll. And I have the letter here. It's the funniest thing. So CNN's response is fucking hilarious. Um, so Mr. Ellis is the campaign's lawyer. So CNN says, "Dear Mr. Ellis, this response uh, this this response to your letter dated June 9th, twenty twenty. To my knowledge, this uh, this is the first time in forty years history of CNN has been threatened with legal action because American politician did not like CNN's polling results. That's fantastic. Um, to the extent that we have received legal threats from political leaders in the past, they have typically come from countries like Venezuela or other regimes where there's little or no respect for free and independent media. 
CNN is well aware of the reputation of, of John McLaughlin and McLaughlin and Associates. Um, in the um, this, I'm, I'm just speaking as me here. Uh, um, shit. Um, the Trump campaign said that they were going to have this McLaughlin and McLaughlin um, redo the poll or analyze it and prove that CNN is fake news. But yeah. McLaughlin and McLaughlin are like the shittiest pollsters. So like. They're the people that apparently you go to if you want to tell, like, if, if, if you want to poll everybody and say, like, was is Trump a tiger in the sack? They'll come back and say 75% of Melania say he is a amazing lover. Like, they'll just, they, they're shitty pollsters. So that's why he's talking about these people. Um, in 2014, his firm famously reported that Eric Cantor was leading his primary uh, challenger, uh, Dave Bratt, by 34 points, only to lose by 11 points, a 45-point swing. The firm is currently rated as a C or D rating from 538. In any event, McLaughlin was able to evaluate and criticize CNN's most recent poll because CNN is transparent, published its me- methodology uh, and polling results. Because of this, McLaughlin was free to publish their own critique of our analysis. That's how free speech works. It's the American way. Your letter is factual and legally baseless. It is yet another bad faith attempt to campaign to threaten um, and um, litigation to muzzle speech and does not warrant voters to read or hear. Your allegations and demands are rejected in their entirety. Like, nice. Damn. Yeah. Burn. Yeah, burn. And I mean, like, yeah. One of, one of the Trump, um, apparently one of the Trump campaign advisors said that that was the dumbest thing he's ever heard of in his life. He was like, yeah, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, when they read Trump's like threat to sue, yeah. Well, I mean, why? Yeah, that doesn't work that way. Like, that's so fucking funny. But it's it's almost like you can almost see. Well, we did see him tweet that out. It's almost like, hey, the you know, I lost this poll. Redo it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. Well, and but that's that's one of those things where it cracks me up. Is like he talks about how they're fake news so much. Like I don't like if if it's fake, why do you care? Like, if you know those polls are, are, aren't accurate and that America really loves you, like, why do you fucking care? Well, I'll tell you why you care, because a, a series of bad polls like that in the headlines can steal momentum from a candidate. It's just because people start thinking, like, oh, well, they're not doing well anymore because these polls are coming out, which is, A, I miss it. You know, that's not what, what polls are for, but that's right. how they get you. So he this is also a general election poll, which is basically yeah. meaningless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that comes from general election polls this time of year is that we get to talk about them while we drink. Um, right. That's yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's fucking that shit. I, I that's fucking crazy. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, he Trump's used to fucking with the media, so I'm sure he's just trying to keep his name out there. Some dumb shit. Yeah. Well, and and also the um, the super super Trump supporters. This is a great way for them to be like, see, we told you all this is fake. Trump yeah. is really up 10, 15 on Biden in every poll. This, like, Alex Jones just does that by muscle memory. He's like, you know, the real polls, Trump's up by 30, 40, almost 50%. Like, that's not how percentages work. No, no. <sighs> like, you dumb shit. Um, all right, I know we've talked about this before, but you weren't here. Last time we did a podcast, did it with, uh, with Adam and, and Phil. Um so Shay, you live. Oh, in I forgot. That's the only. That's the first time I'm not on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so you live. So we need to talk about voter fraud for a little bit, especially yeah, mail-in yeah. voter fraud. Um, Shay, you live in Colorado. Sure do. Okay, you've lived there how many years? Like ten now? Uh, eight or nine, maybe eight ten. Nine? Okay, I want to say somewhere around. Let's say nine. I think nine sounds right. All right, so nine, and you, and you voted there the entire time you've been there, right? Sure have. Yep. All right. Um. So, uh, just just for an example. 
Um, Colorado does almost entirely mail-in ballots. Like, if you just want one, you get one, right? You just mail it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's by default. It's by default. They prefer you. <clears throat> excuse me. They prefer you do mail-in ballots up until a certain point, and then you'll start seeing like on CPR, and you know, and you'll get. Uh, they actually, it's pretty sweet. Uh, if you're a registered voter, you get text messages updating you about the status of your ballot as it comes nice. toward you. Oh yeah, dude, it's fully automated, and they prefer you to on or mail and vote up until a point and then you'll get a text message it's like hey we noticed because when you turn your vote in they scan it and you'll get a text message yo we got your ballot it's it's good and then i think you even get a text message telling you your ballot has been counted like when they actually look at it it's something like that yeah it's pretty cool um that last part with when they count it might not that might be me being a little buzzed but but they definitely get one all the way along the process. And it's, it's funny because you'll get one that's like, okay, guys, we're – because, you know, it's due, what, the 30th and the 22nd. Hey, you'll get a text. Uh, if you want to ensure your vote is counted in time, please drop it in a box to ensure it's counted because we can't guarantee it will get here in time if you mail it. And, like, so they, they send all this stuff out automatically to ensure the voter turnout is as high as possible. So you're, you're – okay, so to paraphrase, it's a lawless hellscape. Yes, where... uh have you ever seen Mad Max 2? Yes. That is what it is. But with a little bit more um, bureaucracy. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's more All forms, right. but it is a completely lawless wasteland. All right. Cool. Um, so, I mean, the, yeah. The, the only thing still standing is the weed shops. Yeah. <laughs> Those are too um, sacred to turn down. Yeah. Um, so, um, so just to do a little bit of digging here. So in Colorado, so let's just say, let's go back to the last election, 2016. I'm, I'm assuming you voted in that one. Sure uh, did, buddy. It was, um, so according to the Heritage Foundation, which is a super right-wing think tank that tracks this shit, excuse me, and they would like to, um, you know, so uh, if somebody sneezes on a ballot, they're going to call it voter fraud. In two, south, south, bleh, 2016, there were a total of 2,780 uh, 247 votes cast in uh, Colorado for president. Now, I know that's not all the votes cast because there was, you know, down ballot shit. And some people just don't vote for president. Whatever. Let's just take that as the number cast. How many uh, instances of voter fraud do you think there were in Colorado in 2016? I feel it's like I, I know the number is really low. And then if I'm remembering this correctly, it's like and then it's like, oh, it was like 10. And then five of those were I can't remember. It's low, though. It's one. One, yeah, one. that's pretty low. Yeah. So, uh, so in 2016, the one instance of voter fraud that's listed on the Heritage Foundation's website for Colorado is a uh, El Sadig Saeed Merjahani. He pleaded guilty in 2016 to forging signatures on a petition to uh, get two fracking initiatives on the ballot in 2016. So he's not even a vote. He didn't even like vote twice. That's 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 what it was. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, he yeah. he he forged signatures on a ballot to get a anti-fracking initiative on there. So in my opinion, that's not voter fraud. It wasn't like yeah. an extra vote win for Hillary Clinton. So yeah. that's what that's what they got. Let's just even if you're gonna count that, that translates to a zero point zero 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 three six percent voter fraud. Now I just have to throw this out there that for people who don't have vote by mail as standard. It is just the best thing ever. You get your ballots. The only downside, you don't get the sticker. Um, but if you drop out of, I'll actually do drop mine off. That way I get a sticker. That's just how I am. But um, it is so easy. Like, it's great because you get, get your cup of coffee. You know, you research the candidates. You pick the one you want. Because, like, I don't, 
I don't, you know, excuse me. I'm not, you know, I, I don't follow, I can't follow all the local races. I just don't, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But like right before the election, I'll start looking into who's who. So, mm-hmm. and you have so much time to do that. If you can just sit at home and do it. Well, and also, um, just a little side note, um, there was one instance of voter fraud in 2016 in Colorado. Two people were killed by lightning. So you're basically half as likely to have voter fraud than you are to ride the lightning in Colorado. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's just really dumb. Now, uh, I guess pointed question. Shay, have you ever committed voter fraud in Colorado? Sure haven't. Okay, you haven't. Guess who might have and probably has committed a little bit of voter fraud? Donald Trump and Melania Trump. Uh, well, uh, Donald or Mike Trump, Pence? Uh, no, no. Donald Trump did try to register from his uh, Florida residence while he was living in the White House, and yeah. I, I can totally write that off as like I'm, I'm sure he didn't fill out the fucking form. I'm sure he didn't. You know, like some assistant did it and like fucked it up. I'm fine with it. I don't think Donald Trump is a mastermind of voter fraud. I'll be um, honest with you. I don't think he gives enough of a shit to try to fake to fraud oh, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't give a fuck. I doubt he even fucking votes. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. That's amazing. Swear I would love to, to find that out. Swear to God. Uh, I, yeah, if yeah, he same. told me that he didn't vote in the 2016 election, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, McKaylee McEnany, the press secretary uh, for the White House, may have committed uh, several counts of voter fraud. Nice. Um, now, in, in the in the uh, in the world where everybody is saying that mail in voter fraud, mail in is just complete voter fraud. Like we said, a lawless hellscape of, of uh, bureaucracy. Um, uh, uh, Kaylee McEnany, the current White House press secretary, is has voted by mail eleven times in the last ten years. Okay, now here's where it gets funny. She has been voting from her parents' residence in Florida, even though her permanent residence is in New Jersey. She actually, they actually own a house in Florida, she and her husband, but they use her mom's, her parents' address, excuse me, as the address to register and mail and vote. So they mail and vote from Florida at her, her parents' address, but she lives and works in New Jersey because she has a New Jersey driver's license, and you can't get a New, New Jersey driver's license unless you prove you're a resident of New Jersey. So, uh, there we go. We got them. They're all out. They all have to leave now. Yeah. That's oh man, I just no yeah. I'm I'm sure the Republicans are all up in arms about it. Yeah, right. I mean, this like is that, this is this is the they won't give a shit because it's their guy. But like, this is just one more example of like, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do, and what yep. they do is usually dumb and illegal. Yeah, that's but yeah, that's shit. I just there are still I just can't imagine like it's so funny I, at this point people just being like, yeah, I don't think Donald Trump's shady. I'm like, really, man? Like, come on, like. Just tell me you think he's shady, but you're cool because he's your guy. Like I would get that. Like I don't uh, that, think most aren't shady. Oh, it it always cracks me up because I have a lot of friends that will tell me like, well, the reason I have an Apple phone is because uh, Apple uh, respects the, its users' privacy. Now that is true, and that they haven't helped out the government get into their naked back door right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just, I guess I just refuse to and maybe this is just ignorance on my part, but I just refuse to believe that at some point I'm not going to see a headline about like some shocking revelations about Apple. Like we didn't know that the United States was monitoring all of our phone calls until we did. Or like, like, it's like, or I mean, what about, what about the fucking suicide nets that they're at Fox? Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, no, I, the argument I've heard for uh, Apple resisting people, the... people that fetishize any giant corporation no, like that's that bullshit. just fucking it creeps me out real hard. Like, honestly, it's really weird. 
Well, like, we've had this discussion when it comes to gaming consoles. Like, there are people who will sit down and say, well, I'm going to buy the PS5 because it's, it's, you know, it's refresh rate or its frame rate is, is, you know, 0.5 faster than fucking Xboxes. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Like, anybody can fucking, you know, run bench tests and just compare stats. But, like, do you like any of the games on PlayStation? No. Then why the fuck buy one? Just because it runs faster. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, the and I mean, I didn't get that with, like, politicians and companies like people fetishize that bullshit and they it makes them like a hero i don't understand it's so weird um and i've, I've always hated it like even like I, I was all in for sanders but like i don't i'm not like B- bernie sanders was not my identity but it all gets wrapped up in there oh yeah yeah i mean i i, I mean like as, as far as we go corporations like like i have a, there's a special place in my heart for nintendo just because oh, sure. like i was just a little when the, the nes came out and it's just like oh it's like the first console i had but like I, you know, I, I, if all of the games I like to play from Xbox were on PlayStation, I would switch in a heartbeat. Like, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. I don't give a shit. Um, and I have no, I have no, uh, delusion that the companies that I like, you know, like Miller Lite, Capital Morgan, Microsoft, I'm sure there are some complete dickbags on their board. And I'm sure if you went back through their history and like with a fine tooth comb, you would find out that Miller Lite cut a lot of corners back in the 80s or 70s or whatever to get a market share. And yeah, yeah, now they're they're up to code because they've got the market share. But before they had to, you know, do a little bit of shady shit. You know, I, I get that. But like also, like, uh, I don't think that they're saints or anything like, you know, people people try to tell me like, uh, what was it? That I'm, I hate corporate uh, corporate America. Like I'm just anti-capitalism. Uh, like no, no, no. I love capitalism. Capitalism brings me things like um, you know Captain Morgan and Miller Lite. Uh, do I am I am I stupid enough to think that all the members of the board are like super liberals like I am? Of course not. You know they're probably all Republicans and think I'm a dickhead. But like they make tasty tasty alcohol to put in my mouth, and that's all I care about. Yeah. And I can still love the idea of a capitalist society and say, like, but y'all can't just do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, no. I, I'm yeah. sure that I was trying to tell I was trying to tell a buddy, like, why there has to be limits on capitalism. And he's like, well, I mean, it'll it'll, it'll, it'll sustain its own limits. It's like and he lives in West Virginia. He's like, didn't they just poison your water like three times last year? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Made like, like those those mine companies do pretty much whatever the fuck they want. Well, it was a chemical company that was just dumping uh, shit into the river and poisoning the drinking water for fucking two thirds of the state. And I was like, you know, if corporations had their way, without any you know stops on them, they would be like, hey, I know if we use people, if we just burn people alive to make our product, eventually we'll run out of people to buy the product. But then I guess we could just move the town over. Like yeah, that's what that, yeah. you know, that that would be their their you know their rational rationalization. But yeah, so yeah, so we'll just gotta keep on that, I guess. I don't know, I don't know how we got to fucking capitalism, but yeah. Um, all right, speaking of capitalism, actually, and the free market, uh, so uh, we got to talk about how the South's gonna rise again, Shay. Uh huh. Um. So through the extensive uh, protests for. Um, against police brutality and uh, George Floyd's death, there has been a uh, refocus on why we have so many goddamn Confederate uh, monuments, basically to slavery, slavery around the United States. Um, a lot of people want to tear this shit down. And uh, there has been a very conscious and woke movement uh, from corporations and, and companies and, and townships and whatnot to be like, yeah, we probably don't need uh, a monument to slavery. In the Confederacy, um, 
And it's really, it's, it, it's actually, okay. So a couple of companies have already decided like Lando Lakes, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's have all decided to redo their packaging because it was just yeah. probably not a good idea. Uh, none of the sports team have really made a nod to this. Um, but, um, and if you look at these Confederate monuments, what's the argument, Shay? It's, it's our heritage, right? It's I mean, not that's, racism. Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of those, um, if you want to do it, do a Google of the time frame of when a lot of those monuments were thrown up. They're actually cheap as shit. That's why the protesters are allowed to pull them, can pull them down with just, you know, four 90 pound fucking Antifa can pull pull your statue over because they're all cheap as shit. And they were thrown up in the late 60s, basically as a reminder to um, African-Americans and minorities during the civil rights era to sit down and shut the fuck up. You know, it was a way of throwing up a 24 hour uh, billboard that says, this is what we believe in. Y'all need to know your place. And they went all the way up through the south and the north. It's just, you know, local townships did it. So it's, it's not as if they were all erected after the, the Battle of Gettysburg and their you know, historical landmarks. It's bullshit. Now, one of the things, okay, like we said, uh, the entire south basically cried out in terror that we're stealing their heritage. One of the things that really got me, uh, made me chuckle was NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag. That cracks my shit up. Right, at all of their meets, rallies, and functions. They're all pissed off about it. Huh? I I personally know people that are all pissed off about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I heard that, I immediately went to WSAZ, News Channel 3's website, uh, Facebook page. Oh, dude, I go, ooh, wow, yeah, that's, oof. Yeah. For those of you that aren't aren't from West Virginia or Huntington, West Virginia, where Shay and I are from, WSAZ News Channel Three is like one of the local news stations, and of course they run their own. You have a Facebook page, and whenever national news like this breaks, you just got to go there and look at the comments because it's it's oh god, it it was so full of self own Shay. I thought I was gonna have to quit my job and just spend my time twenty four seven fucking with these people in the comment section because like this is an actual quote. Way to go, NASCAR. 90%, 91% of your fans are white, and they will just leave. Um, no, they won't. Why does it matter that they're white? I thought it was about your heritage. What does yeah, that flag yeah. have to do with, you know, like, it's just, it's time and time again, shit like that. Um, and so then right after that, uh, did you hear about this driver that quit because he didn't like where the the, 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 the business was going? Yeah, and then and then Astro's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, later, bud. Yeah. So so this guy nobody's ever heard of Ray uh, Sicarelli. So I don't know why a guy with an Italian last name gives a shit about the the um, Confederate flag, but Ray Sicarelli he uh, he announced that he was going to quit after the end of the season because he didn't like the direction that NASCAR was going. Nobody fucking knew who this guy was. He's never won a race. Um, he's referred to as a part time driver, and. Um, one of the, it was a fake tweet. It was one of those like fake generated tweets, but like yeah. he said, like, I'm going to leave because they won't let me bring my special flag. And NASCAR responded, dude, we had to Google who you were. You know, it's like, God damn it. So like, like that's, that happened in NASCAR. Like you said, a lot of people are super butthurt about it. And then this weekend, um, somebody put a noose in the only black NASCAR drivers, uh, car stall. Um, his name, his name is, uh, Bubba Wallace. Somebody put a noose up there, so I was like, ah, there you go. Way to stay classy now, Scar. Fucking your heritage. What, my ass? Oh, God. Yeah, it's, you know, and it, it, uh, well, my favorite thing is, like, when you see that stuff in West Virginia, and it just shows people don't understand work. They're, so, like, so you're in West Virginia, and you support the South, right? Like, yeah, we're going to rise again. I'm like, I don't. I, had, did, Incorrect. 
Okay, great. But I'm just okay, man. You have a nice day, bud. You have a nice day. Like that's now. It's true that in general terms, everything south of the Mason-Dixon line, which is like the top yeah. uh, horizontal bar of West Virginia, which separates two counties, anything south of the Mason-Dixon line is considered the South. I but know. the reason West Virginia is a state is because we did not join Virginia in succeeding from the Union. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the the western counties of Virginia split off, creating a new state in 1863. You fucking jackasses. Now, Shay, would you Actually, like to... I, I get it. It's funny because people, uh, people um, will tell me, like, well, you're from West Virginia. That's not the south. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know what the Mason-Dixon line oh, is? Like, yeah. Like, again, and it's just like, you know, just and it is funny, though, cause depending on how you go, like, because you could do that if you Google um uh west for if you google the south just the term you'll see maps that come up some do and some don't have west virginia so it's like the very literal definition of it is like are you below the mason dixon line then yeah it's the south but i always tell people where the south's at because it's like yeah. go any further north and it's not that you know what i mean like you can't really go much further north and, and still call it the south but southern west virginia is culturally like oh that is the south that is well, and yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Is like you hear these people. So I, you know, you and I were both uh, born and raised in Huntington, West Virginia. It's you not the in, deep South. Let's be clear. No, but, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, but you, you know, you you live in, um, you know, you live in a suburb of, of Denver, Colorado. I live in a suburb of Chicago. People around here, I will say that's something. A, that's, hey, hey, hey. Hashtag Longmont Strong, brother. We are our own thing, bud. We are All not right. a suburb of Denver. Well, here everybody thinks two thirds of the goddamn state Chicago. So whatever. Yeah. Um, Long Tucky. Uh, yeah, but so, uh, what did you say? Long Tucky. It's a Long. thing here. Trust me. <laughs> oh, wow. The, oh, dude, it's great. <laughs> we'll just take, okay, we'll just take this sidebar right now. So if you don't like it, fast forward and go fuck yourself. Um, I mean, please, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that is like, like and subscribe. So like, yeah, like <laughs> and subscribe, please, you dick. Uh, but uh, that is a thing. Like, uh, you know, and it, I, I used to see it more when I first moved to, to the town I live in, Longmont. Um, which is like, mm, I think the, 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 the literal city line is like 16 or 17 miles north of Boulder. But like Longmont used to be a lot less of a developed town. So like the joke was it was Long Tucky. Like there's a Long Tucky nice. distilling company in Longmont that is fucking really good, by the way. If you guys, if uh, one of you guys happens to be a worker at Long Tucky, you know, I'll, you can sponsor us. That'd be great. Um, but, uh, next time you come out we'll check it out but that is the thing like it is like a marketing thing you know hashtag long tucky long tucky strong and then i always have to tell people like have you ever been to to the uh more rural areas of kentucky and they're like no and i was like all right i didn't think so yeah. <laughs> like you don't know what it is like like people are like, yeah longmont's a bad town I'm like bitch you live in boulder you don't know what a bad town looks like yeah well like here i'll say something and people just smile and they're like where are you from like goddamn i get that like, a lot people yeah. will say i get where are you from cowboy yeah and um uh, but my accent's you, not yeah. even that thick i don't think so no but uh but then you get um you know you get people that say that west virginia is not the south i'm like i will i will take you like shay and i grew up where literally you want to pick a direction and drive 20 minutes i'll show you some fucking south you know i'll show you some fucking haulers i'll never forget years ago taking uh, one of our friends seth bush to um a wedding in i believe it was logan west virginia and the church was just in the base of this little holler. And, you know, Seth was from Big Sky Country, California. 
and he could see what 10 degrees of sky above him because of the way the yeah the mountains were and he was just like what the fuck is going on like like this is, is this all the sun you see it's like yeah you get about 40 minutes of it during the day it's a past yeah that it yeah, never so, dries out it's fantastic yeah, yeah. um Oh, actually, the Deep South, we always did uh, scout trips in, in Georgia. They have a 2.30 uh, thunderstorm every goddamn day. Oh, God. Never have a dry towel, ever. Fucking woods in Georgia are fucking awesome, though. It's so lush down there. Oh, I love nice. that shit. Love it. Oh, it's, it's one of the best camp, campgrounds we ever went to, Camp Thunder in uh, in Georgia. Um, all right, so, Shay, you want to hear a little bit more about our history as a confederacy? Yeah, what the, um, what the fuck yeah, are you talking all about? about? Okay, rights. that actually kind of made sense. Okay, we that right. tangent. Okay, great. All right, I'm now uh-huh. on the, the the viewer was confused. I was confused, but we're all back on the same page of the workbook. Let's continue. And I know <laughs> viewer, it's a coloring so book. Shut up. It's a coloring book. First of all, it's a coloring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, now you've heard that the Civil War was about states' rights, right? Uh-huh. You heard that 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 line. Now uh-huh. it's of course about one very particular state's rights, and that would be the state's <laughs> rights to allow its citizens to own other citizens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, though. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they say that's bullshit. And I would like to read you a little passage from the uh, Confederate Declaration of Su- Succession. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is from the Texas um, Declaration to succeed from secede from the Union, not to succeed. They did not succeed in that endeavor. They got their ass kicked. Um, uh, but, um, so I believe they all wrote separate parts, but it's considered, they reference the Confederacy. So I'll just read this here for you. Um, we hold as undeniable, undeniable truths that the governments of the various states and of the Confederacy, there you go, itself were established exclusively by the white race for themselves and their prosperity, that the African race has no agency in their establishment, that they were rightly held and regarded as inferior and a dependent race. And in that condition only could their existence be in this county as rendered beneficial or tolerable. That's, that's, that's pretty racist. That's pretty racist, yeah. Pretty racist. Now, the other uh, bugaboo that I've heard uh, from several people, and I don't know if you've gotten this one, is that Confederate, Confederate soldiers are veterans of the United States. Have you seen this one pop up? I haven't, um, but I'm going to say that is just literally not true because they seceded from the united states like they were traitors yeah like that's but i mean like even just like i'm not a lawyer but like i like you've officially said like yo we're not part of your country anymore right so how how did that how i I guess i'm just wondering how are the mental gymnastics on that because like i i i I guess through a modern lens it, it seems like a family feud, but where you're still part of the same family and everything's okay, but that's not really what it was. Like it, it was, they very literally seceded. So, right. They very literally seceded, but after the war, you, um, they're all uh, dead too, right? Like I'm not, well, <laughs> you know, they just yeah, yeah. No, they're, 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 they're all fucking true. dead. They don't need help yeah, at this point. So. Yeah. Well, actually that's how this gets to be a meme that went around Facebook. Um, so, um, after the war, it was true that, um, I think Grant pardoned all of the soldiers and states and everybody. It's like, hey, can yeah. everybody's pardon? And they were like, why'd they pardon them if they're not, you know, veterans? So like, well, because you can't hold two thirds of the fucking country on trial for treason. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. Um. So, so that happened. That that's one of the things. Is that well, they were pardoned, so now they're they're all okay. Like, no, no, no. Like, we pardoned states too. They still did the shit they did. Like, I love it when uh, now that Donald Trump is going to pardon everybody that ever said he was he he was a you know a handsome man. People are acting like they didn't do that shit. Like, Dinesh the Shoes got pardoned. He still did that shit. He pled guilty to it. So, 
you still seceded and waged war against the country that we are all part of now. But um, so, the, like you said, uh, they got pardoned. Um, but it was it was like you, like you kind of alluded to. It's all about like their benefits. So like in the immediate aftermath of the Civil War, Congress uh, did not con- um, grant them vet- veteran status. They were not um, granted pensions. Um, the pensions were stole were doled out by the state governments that had succeeded, and they were un- unable to receive treatment from any federal hospitals, and just they were just not considered military veterans by the the United States of America. The reason this becomes a meme on Facebook is because in 1929, um, Congress started to take over paying out the pensions of um, any uh, widows and veterans and veterans of the Confederacy and maintaining their graves. And there were several alive then. And then in, okay, I'm sorry, 1929, they just authorized headstones and we're going to maintain veterans' memorials and, like, take care of their graves. Then in fucking 1958, the federal government took over all the pensions from the states. Now, at that point, there was only one person alive who could claim that they were a veteran of the Confederate Army. And a lot of historians think that that guy was full of shit. They don't think he was a real veteran. So, like, no official veteran of the Confederate Army ever received federal benefits or anything. It was just that we took um, took care of their monuments and their headstones and shit. And um, to this day, there's no specific legislation that grants them um, benefits equal to those of the United States uh, military. And there's actually a lot of, like, there's law where, like, it defines a veteran as somebody who uh, was either part of the military, Navy, or Coast Guard of the United States. And these people were not. So until that law is rewritten to include them, um, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them a lot. The last and this goddamn is, traitors. This is just a fun fact. Uh, the last Union soldier officially was a dude named Albert Wilson. He died in eighteen fifty or the fuck eighteen fifty nineteen fifty six. He was born eighteen fifty yeah. nineteen fifty six. So, damn, he was young. So what the the war ended in officially what sixty five eighteen sixty five. Yeah. So he would. Oof, that sucks. So he would have been. Well, I guess I mean, that makes yeah. that makes sense that the last surviving guy was a fucking young kid during the war. That's just how time yeah. works. Never mind. Yeah, I'm just he, thinking he, about that. I mean, he probably skipped out on a battlefield when he was 13, got shot yeah. a couple times, said "fuck this" yeah. and ran. Yeah. Fuck. You know? Um. Yeah. So it, that's the thing. Google says yeah. the last confirmed that uh, Confederate was 51, which yeah. would track well, if the last guy's 56 for the Union. Yeah. Well, and this this 58. Um, they, st- they, st- they don't believe him. A lot yeah. of historians say he's making it up. Which, which I mean, of all the fucking rackets we've got going on now with Alex Jones and these people selling a colloidal silver, like, back then, that would have been a fucking sweet racket. Like, oh, no, I, I fought Confederacy. I'm old as shit. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> absence of proof isn't proof of absence, motherfucker. Exactly. So that's fun. So, so look that up. Google that. Keep that in your back pocket next time your all-caps uncle sends you something about how we have to respect the Confederacy. And the funny thing is, Shay, I'm getting that shit from, like we said before, a lot of people who were born in West Virginia, you weren't part of the Confederacy. I don't know why this is your goddamn hobby horse. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, part, I get it. There's the there's the, also the, the, you know, the dichotomy of, like, the Southern culture blend and the fact that it's, like, we're the, it's the northernmost Southern state, so... Yeah. I, I get it, but like people that just talk about, I hate it when people talk about it literally. Like, yeah, West Virginia will rise again from the South. I'm like, man, you don't know where this state came from, do you, brother? You were not a Golden Horseshoe recipient. 
Yeah, exactly. Hey, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and the other, th- and I actually talked to a couple of people today. Um, you know, our 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 uh, stepbrother, I guess we call him. It's still weird because we got those when we were in our thirties. Um, uh, Chris, he was talking to one of his friends on on Facebook, and they were discussing back and forth why why the stars and bars mean so much to all these all these jackasses. And uh, my opinion is is that for a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily mean it represents a time when America was right. Yeah, and to them, it doesn't necessarily have to go all the way back to the Confederacy. It just really has to go back to the fifties, where you know the sheer mention of, of tearing down a the the a monument to a Confederate general would get your ass kicked. But you know, in that time frame of American social contract, you know, women knew their place. The minorities knew not to not to speak up. You know, everything. You know. The the white Southern man really knew where he stood in a world in the fifties, and that thinks that's really what they're calling back to. Not necessarily. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like when when um, Donald Trump says we want to make America great again. You're like, what America are you talking about, motherfucker? Yeah, well, I mean, I know a lot of older people remember the fifties and that era that he's talking about so fondly. Yeah, because you know, well, after World War Two, most of the in, uh, manufacturing infrastructure of Europe was just rubble so the u.s stepped in and was like all right let's do this and that's why we had yeah. a couple of decades of like baller manufacturing jobs and shit like that but you know mm-hmm. that's it's never going to go back to that you know unless again and you know europe gets destroyed again like that's and that's not what you want so that's that's but that's i mean that's what it is and it's just like that's not coming back like could we bring no, jobs no. back from overseas yeah but it's never going to be like it was back in the day when we were making so much money off manufacturing because we were the only people with fucking factories. <laughs> right. Because we literally spent years de- destroying the ones on, on the other side, of, um, you know, in the other developed nations. And the countries that we had basically turned into parking lots, we were going to make money rebuilding because, you know, part of the, the um, what was it, Wilson? Wilson Doctrine, if I'm not sure. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wilson plan. The Wilson plan was to you know go over there and basically rebuild most of fucking. I know Europe. the broad strokes. I'm not here for the titles. Well, and also just fun fact. Another fun aside. You know why they don't have power out, out uh, outages as much as we do? Because mm-hmm. when we rebuilt most of goddamn Europe, they said you know it's really dumb to run wires over our heads. Let's just bury that shit in the ground. And since we since they didn't have any other reason to do it, they did it. Now here in America, you're never going to get that shit because you're not going to get AEP to fucking tear down all the wires, put them in the ground, and rerun that shit because they're like, no. Oh no. yeah, if you're building from scratch, there's no reason to run wires everywhere. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's fun little factoids like that, that that always interest me. But yeah, so um, but yeah, uh, back to the stars and bars. The older generation does see that, just like you said, Jay. Like they see that as a, as a time when everything was great and they had a good footing in the world. The younger generation, people our age and younger. They just see it as a fashion statement. They see it as like the Southern life. Like there's people that wear Salt Life t-shirts and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then they get super pissed when you're like, that's nah, racist. For, that's a bunch of racist shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't understand that. Like the whole, I, and I hate the idea, and I think it's just like a general psyche thing of, um, because that Southern life, that slower, easier style, the idea of, you know, just to be cliche, sipping sweet tea on this porch and watching the sunset. That is 100% a real thing. Like there are like the idea there are places in smaller towns in the South and things that are, you know, 
it's that you know old school american lifestyle terms you know small town life however you want to put it but that doesn't mean you got to be racist as fuck dude like no, that, no. like i don't i don't understand why both of those things are tied up together like you should totally be able to say ah man like okay cool i like this southern lifestyle but maybe let's separate it from all this other bullshit from the past. Like we don't, we'll make, we'll get a new flag. I don't get the, I just fucking fuck. I think. Well, it's- and, and I, and I think a lot of, a lot of people our age and younger do see it that way, yeah. but they yeah. are using the icon. They, they're using the, the icons of a very racist part of our culture Yeah. to represent what they think is, you know, easy sipping. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like, you know, um, buddy, um, <clears throat> our buddy will, <clears throat> excuse me. He has a cabin in uh, Pocahontas County, and like that's right outside of um, Marlington, West Virginia. Yeah, it's fucking it's beautiful like, there. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous part of the, of the country. We just hang out on the river, sip some beers, you know. But like those people are the salt of the earth, and they work hard for what they have. They a lot of them don't have a lot, but they earned it. And they'll give you the shirt off their back, but there's also yeah. like years ago. We there's also years ago we were, we were like working on, on on Will's cabin, and the guy that they hired to like uh, dig and pour the footer for the new cabin, he was like, he was like, yeah, you boys are young, you don't know what the world's like, and we're like looking around like I don't think you know what the world's like, buddy. And we're like 18, and he's like, my what my my daughter she got mixed up with a black guy and we're like oh fuck here we go yeah it's just like you know like everything about the day was great until you had to bring up the fact your daughter got mixed up with a black guy man you know what's always funny about racists like that is that they find a way to talk about it (laughs) like like oh yeah yeah, always work that shit in the conversation because at the end of the day they're hoping you'll be like yeah man i agree with you and they're like hell yeah you know and then, and it's always great when that shit falls flat, and it's it's the most awkward moment. And uh, you know, admit you know, if you've not spent it, enough time around people like this, you you just wouldn't have experienced it. But there's definitely like a weird feeling. There's not a word for for when the one dude that's clearly racist in the group brings that up, and you're and everyone's like, holy shit! Um, oh yeah, there's a vibe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 its own thing. It's weird. Well, one of my the, you know, with with the recent um, BLM protests and and things like that, there has been a very um, uh, I wouldn't call it a renaissance. I would call it a resurgence of people posting things on Facebook and Twitter about like, well, what about all lives matter? Like, yeah. Charlie Charlie Kirk the other day uh, for Father's Day posted, I guess all parents matter, and I was like, you're not even clever. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So you. So one of my favorite things is when one of your friends, so, so what you were just describing was you're in a group full of people and you figure out that one guy just told the racist joke or told yeah. the racist story and he didn't really think it was racist because he's just how he sees things. You're like, oh, fuck. One of my favorite things is when one of your friends um, says something extremely racist but couches it in a joke uh, is to play dumb. Yeah. Act like you don't get the joke. Make them explain the joke to you. You want to you wanna hear a, a, a fucking record uh, needle scratch and shit get real awkward real quick? Be like, be like uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why, why do they like watermelon? And he, they'll just be like, well, but you because it's a... And then, like, they have to say because they're black at some point. Like, if you keep asking questions, they'll eventually be like, well, because they're black. And you're like, oh... Oh, in that case, oh, it is funny. I get it now. You know, ah, like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fucking it's just make him make him walk you through it and it gets fucking awkward real quick all right so anyway the south will rise again it will yeah uh, it will yes totally um the war uh, northern aggression will be avenged yeah okay okay <laughs> we got we got yeah god damn <laughs> Shay, shay's not even fucking making that up nope. i have heard that in my <laughs> I own know. life yeah oh, i know yeah, that is not something you see on a goddamn Ken Burns documentary. That no. fucking shit's real. Yeah. Um, uh, so we got two things I want to burn through real quick, um, and then we got to get to the fun stuff. Woo! Um, yeah, woo! Uh, Shay Bolton's book could be the funniest thing ever. I man, all I can. Uh, it, it, I you know, okay, hold on. Can I, can I get out front and say go. fuck Bolton first? Yeah, for sure. Fuck, but this yeah, like makes me so mad. Because what uh, uh, what he has done is so transparent. That guy is such a piece of shit. He right. is a real piece of shit. He didn't want to testify or do any of that shit because he knew he no. would sell the book. If people right. didn't like, oh, Bolton didn't testify, but he wrote a book. Gotta buy that book. <laughs> you know, it's like, God damn it, you motherfucker. If that, yeah, then say it under oath, asshole. Like, you piece exactly. of shit. Exactly. You piece of fucking shit. God. And it's so, and so got, like oh, Shay God. said, I'm like Shay said, so I'm all worked up. I know. Ah, oh. um, so we, like I said before, we are recording this on Monday, June 22nd. Tomorrow is June 23rd. Will be the release of my Michael, uh, shit, not Michael Bolton. Bolton. Yes. Michael Bolton's book. <laughs> John Bolton. God, God that, that that was a cross synapse right there that, yeah. that even threw me for the book. Like that ends up. How could we be lovers? Yeah, we can be friends. <laughs> yeah, do it, dude. Um, okay, so John Bolton's book is going to be released tomorrow. Um, in it, uh, the it's, okay, this is just one of many books written by somebody who worked in the White House, got fired, shit canned, left, whatever you want to call it. And they walk out and say Donald Trump is a shitty person. He's a shitty president. He, he's not fit to sit in the office. I mean, he's even done the cable news rounds and said, like, this guy's not fit for office. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, he's done, it not he's like, done it all. Yeah. He's done it all. He's um, so, shit. Uh, yeah, piece of shit. A couple tidbits. Uh, uh, John Bolton says here. that Trump totally did the, the quid pro quo with Ukraine. Um he totally did a similar thing with China where he asked uh, Xi Jinping to uh, buy a lot of agricultural products from swing states to help get him reelected. Uh, that's a quid pro quo. Um, uh, apparently, Donald Trump didn't know Finland was a country. Uh, he didn't know England had nuclear weapons. And he apparently uh, said that um, China's uh, Muslim concentration camps were completely fine with him. He didn't give it give a shit. So those are some tidbits that have already been thrown out. When it's released tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I mean, it's already pirated everywhere. Um, I can send you a PDF of it right now if you want to. Yeah, see. my thing is, is I don't. I, what I love about this is, uh, you know, um, I don't fucking uh, want to give that piece of shit any money. But if I do something like a Google Bolton book highlights or whatever, I'll be able to find anything I want. It's going to be all over the media the next couple of days. Right. I'm not. Yeah. Hold that thought. This is why I think this might be, we might have a perfect storm here because um, like we just said, fuck Bolton because he wasn't there for the impeachment hearings, but now he's given us like, he says that there are 13 more reasons why Donald Trump should be impeached. So, okay. Fuck you. Proper. Fuck you. Fuck you a bunch. But the Trump administration um, sued to have this book blocked because they said it contained 
uh, it was full of classified information that was not clear to be released. Okay, so they sued to have it blocked. The um, uh, Trump then went on Twitter to say that the book was completely made up of lies and fake stories. Um, okay, so which is it, dickhead? Yeah, it, it, it can't be full of classified information and yeah. lies at the same time. Yeah, no, that's yeah. So that's- clearly. The shit in the book is probably true because Donald Trump doesn't want to come out. Um, so, okay. So, once again, Donald Trump doesn't know his ass. Here's, the, here's the other thing to put put out there, and then this is not to give, um, uh, uh, you know, John Bolton. Well, I mean, I guess it is credit. This guy, this is not his first rodeo. He's done this before. No. He knows. I, I mean, un, unless he has had some, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he knows he can't just make shit up and publish it. Like, that's not going to work. He's been around long enough. He's He's been in, this is not his first presidential administration. Like, he knows this game. This is his world, and not he, Trump's. He is not, so, he is not some kind of a, like a neoliberal. Like, no, he has worked no. in several oh, yeah. administrations, like, you know. He was the one that wanted to get us into the Iraq War. He wants he, he like one of his hobby horses is to replace the um, just do regime change in Iran, no matter how that works out. He just yeah. he hates those guys. Um, like he is a he's a staunch neo conservative. Um, he is not a friend of the left, and a lot of and the he's left not is stupid. He's no. evil. <laughs> yeah. 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 Usually we ask the question dumb or evil, and this one's evil. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's both. Don't don't get me wrong. It can be both. But yeah, so this is, you know, and even most of the left, his taking the right stance that I think Shay and I have already echoed, it's like, fuck you, we'll read the tidbits, but where the fuck were you in impeachment, you know? But to get back to it, this is why I think it's a perfect storm. Excuse me. Like I said, the Trump administration sued to keep this book from being published. The judge said... He allowed the publication to go forward tomorrow because he said, basically, hey, it's already out there. There's enough copies that have been given to the press, have given, been, been given to reviewers, have been given to like you know, podcasts and blah, whatever, you know, review copies. There's enough copies out there that I just can't pull them all back. So me stopping the sale of this book makes no sense because the information will still get out there. Yeah, it's a, 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 a cat's out of the bag. Exactly. Cat's out I'm of the bag. I'm wasting my time. Yes, but he also um, sided with the Trump administration saying that um, Bolton has to, we have to decide whether the, if he did break the protocols to go through channels to make sure the information in the book is not classified. Like a lot of people might not know this, but there's a process. Administration, um, what has to be cleared by the uh, intelligence agencies. So usually what you have to do if you wrote, if you, if you serve in an administration, you got out. You wrote a book. Generally, if you're going to tell, if you're going to, if, if it's framed as a tell-all, it's got to go through. You got to jump through a lot of hoops. You got to make sure that you haven't broken any confidentiality agreements. You got to make sure that the information in the book is not classified, um, or if it was classified at one point, it has been declassified between the time you you wrote the book and it's going to get out. You know, so yeah, you know, I mean, like you um, remember when uh, fucking um, oh god, what's his name? Uh, he had a talk show. Got hit in the face with a chair. Um. Oh god damn! What is his name? He got in trouble for during the Iraq War. He like he like Geraldo? pointed to a map or yeah, Geraldo. Yeah. Thank you. Like he got in trouble for nice. pointing to a map during a live stream of like where our troops were. And <laughs> I remember punch. that. Yeah, the Pentagon shit a brick. They're like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, he was like, so we're all here, right? And the fucking Pentagon went nuclear. But like, yeah, you gotta like 
actual intelligence like that has to go through proper channels. So the intelligence agencies will vet a book and make sure they're not putting anything out there that can't be found some other way or is still classified, shit like that. Um, now, the judge says, like, he's like, we have to determine whether uh, John Bolton has gone through that process or broke the rules. The judge says John Bolton broke the rules. The judge says there's stuff in this book that should not be released because um, I believe... But that doesn't mean it's not true. No, no, not it does not mean it's not true. But it also means that he, um, from my reading of it, and neither of us are lawyers. My reading is is that that the information is not necessarily classified, but he broke non non disclosure agreements. Okay, so he broke non disclosure agreements with the information he put in the book, and the Trump White House has pledged to make sure that John Bolton sees no profits from this book. So let's just recap. John Bolton can put out a book that completely shits on Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump can make sure that Don that John Bolton might not get a dime from it. I don't see how we lose here. <laughs> that is a very woke take. I love that. I would love to know that John Bolton makes no money off of this book. Yeah, and it so, also fucks over Donald Trump. That's perfect. Right. So, like right now, if now I don't know, like this could be, of course, a lot of. Be a ballsy bluster from the the Trump administration. The lawyers might know that they have like fucking no chance of making this happen. Like they might have to sue him after the fact to get the money back. Um, there's there's a lot of really weird bullshit that could go into that. But like, if there's a chance that that all this could really like this book could get out, could sell a fucking million copies, and then at the same time, fucking uh, you know John Bolton not only has to pay back the $2 million uh, advance fee he got, but gets no money from all the sales. Like, I, I mean, that's a thousand Christmases rubbing up against my junk right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just, oh, I'm still so mad. Like, I don't care. Mm, John Bolton, you fuck stick. I mean, fuck him. Let's just, yeah. do, like, yeah. just fuck John Bolton. I, I would make that the title of this episode, but I'm sure that would get taken down. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, we'll see. Uh, okay, last thing we've got to talk about before we get to the fun stuff. Um, Trump rally in Tulsa. <laughs> so satisfying. So satisfying. All right, so let me, let's do a rundown, Shay. Pop in if I, if, if you have a, a – if I get something wrong or if I'm, I less something out. So, uh, so in the middle of a pandemic, the Trump administration, who has done absolutely fucking zero to uh, tell people to wear a mask or do social distancing – was going to have a rally Tulsa, Oklahoma at the BOK Center. They put the, um, you could reserve tickets. It was RSVP, uh, first come, first serve. The campaign, so um, the campaign bragged that they had over a million tickets reserved. The campaign expected about 60,000 people. The BOK Center sits uh, uh, right at 20,000, uh, 19,199. Um, the Trump campaign expected right around 60,000 people. They thought they'd get 20,000 people inside. Then they would have, then they built an overflow, um, uh, crowd area outside that would, uh, hold about 40,000 people. They plan to give a speech at, uh, you know, 7 PM on Saturday for, to the 20,000 people. Then Trump would then go outside and give a similar speech to the 40,000 people that were in the overflow crowd. Um, None of this is a good idea in a pandemic. 
you generally don't want to be inside with a lot of people. Uh, virtually nobody that showed up wore a mask. Yeah, of course. Um, social distance. Like, this, this is just a bad idea from the word go. And then nobody fucking showed up. So <laughs> the Tulsa Fire Department tagged it about uh, 6,200 people. As soon as, uh, I mean, and, and um, we were out drinking beers. Like, Rachel and I went to a brewery, and we have been talking about it all day about basically how dumb it was. Because, like, if, if the 60,000 people had showed up, well, let's say I expected I expected maybe, like, 50,000 outside, 20 inside, something like A lot of people. That would have just spread COVID-19 to no extent because Tulsa had a hotspot. Um, a lot of these people travel from other states to come there. So we had talked about it all day. Went out, got a couple of beers. Rachel's like, oh, man, the, the, the speech is about to start because it was right at 7. I was like, oh, he's not going to talk for like another hour. Like, this shit goes on. You're muted. Um, I didn't say anything. This shit goes on. Yeah, this shit goes on forever. And so we got home, and he just like just came on when we got home. And that, that shit was fucking empty as balls. It was it was, it was was so empty. And they immediately canceled the second speech to the overflow crowd. But um, but now they're blaming it on TikTok and and people reserving. Uh, I mean that's that's definitely a thing. I, like a bunch of my friends fucking were like, yeah, I'm gonna. I reserved two friend. tickets. Well, yeah, I, I you know it was what Rusty the best, Shackelford. That, reserved okay, two tickets. so this brings me to my point: is I had a lot of my friends that gave all this information to the Trump campaign to reserve tickets and not show up, and then we're surprised when they started getting fucking emails and text messages from the Trump campaign. And I was like, you motherfuckers used your regular email. What is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. kind of shit is why Donald Trump is president. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, my understanding was it's first come first serve. So like, right. So right. like, it so, really was that, that only that many people like they yeah. It, so it is kind of an indicator of people being uncomfortable with going. Yeah. Well, and, and so there was a like I said, Rachel and I got home. Yeah, we watched it for I don't know, probably about an hour while I made dinner, and you know, had a couple of beers, and while I watched it, it was on in both rooms and. Like he spent over twenty five minutes talking about the whole drinking water and walking down the ramp thing, and like to to get the crowd jazzed, he took a glass of water, drank it with one hand, and then tossed it out and smashed it on the stage like he was fucking baller, and the crowd went wild. Oh yeah, I, I was saw like, that. I was like, holy fucking shit, this is this is all we gotta do? Like, I mean, I could shotgun a beer and it'll blow these kids' minds, um, but what you said is like. If you if if a, if a million tickets were reserved, the campaign should have known that that was a a spike because there aren't a million conservatives that live that fucking close to Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa doesn't have that, you know, and so they should have done like follow ups. They should have like texted me and emailed me back and said, "Hey, are you really gonna come? Or are you just blah, 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 blah? you know?" So whatever, like that's fine. But the fact that six thousand two hundred people are all that showed up really. Like, of course, Trump was livid. He's apparently spent the last couple of days just fucking yelling at all of his campaign staff because his campaign staff should have known that was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. My my buddy Parker, he ran, um, he uh, single-handedly delivered Florida for Obama twice. He always said when he was doing campaign events, he said, he said, he called it the flake rule. Like, 50% of the people that tell you they're going to show up to something aren't going to show up. So if you need 500 people in a room to make it look good, you get... A thousand to twelve hundred people to agree to be there, and 
this campaign and the campaign just just let that drop. Now, of course, there's a lot of rumors flying around that Brad Pascal, um, uh, who is the Trump campaign manager, is just there to line his pockets. Like he's just going to siphon as much money off of the Trump campaign as he can, and he doesn't give a shit if he wins or loses. But you know, that's of course hearsay. Excuse me, but Trump himself did say we never had an empty seat ever, and we certainly won't have one in Oklahoma. And he waited until almost eight thirty, I think, to go out because he saw that there was no crowd there, and he was super pissed. Which made me super happy. Yes, I, that makes that's great. I love all those shots of like there's that one shot of just the one dude in the MAGA hat sitting, and, and it's just a sea of empty seats around him. It's so good. <laughs> This, I, want, I want to show you a picture. I want to show you a picture because I can. And this is the one I like because it is, um, it is, uh, hold on, let me, I guess, I don't, what am I doing here? Um, because he is speaking at this, at the time. Like a lot of people are like, oh, they're just showing that because, um, it's just, it's just not a, you know, nobody was there yet or whatever. No, uh, Donald Trump is fucking speaking right here. That's Donald Trump right there on the stage. And you can see just swaths of the place empty. And and you know you can't you know yeah you know you can't fuck around with that. It's it's that's a thing. Oh, all the other I wanted to show you one more thing. Apparently he got he got home from that awesome rally, and he was a little bit flustered. He was a little bit flustered, and this is the picture of him walking off Air Force One. Yeah, yeah, I've seen these. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, he he looks salty. It's great. Yeah. And then this is the everybody loves to zoom in on look at his makeup all messed up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the. Yeah. Hey, we we are not above being petty here at the Woods Cast. Oh, absolutely no. Yeah. All right, so that was fun. Donald Trump had a uh, really just really fucking owned himself on a um, his first rally coming out of COVID nineteen, and there's really a big question mark what the rallies will be forward. Like, I, I have to imagine he's got to be trigger shy. Like now, yeah, he's got to be trigger shy going to the next one because if the next one is a bus like this everybody's just going to clown on him to know oh that'll drive him insane yeah because those polling numbers that we talked about before are going to be reinforced by these stupid showing these these poor showings of these rallies and it'll just be a a a cycle that'll feed on itself and drive his poll numbers down yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah Yeah. and honestly even if even if poll number you know because poll numbers don't equate to losing an election but it would be great to because you know that every time all the headlines are full of the polls of how he's behind it drives him fucking nuts yeah it it really gets to him on a personal level you just know it does i there there has been a political kind of this is this is a man that made up a publicist to call to write reviews of himself like yeah like john baron was yeah his let's name. keep that in mind like that so you know yeah, yeah. it he inherits him <laughs> back in the 90s he he would call um news outlets and magazines and and talk about as, as a man named john baron and talk about how much pussy donald trump is getting that's what happened yeah you can those recordings are online you can listen to them they're hilarious and if you listen to it for 14 seconds, it's undeniable. It's goddamn Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, but that's the thing. And and um, like you said, like polls don't mean a lot, but there is a psychological uh, effect that happens with polling. So, like, if you have candidate A and candidate B 
and candidate B is always 15 points ahead of candidate A, there is a uh, like a lack of enthusiasm. Like if you were a diehard, if you're a diehard candidate A supporter, you're gonna go vote for him regardless. But if you're on the fence, you're just like, ah, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Candidate B's gonna win, you know, regardless. Like why should I go? Don't really like this guy. Don't really like her. So it drives down that middle vote, and just lets the hardcore people there. So that's a thing. Would that keep him from winning again? I don't know. I want uh, Joe Biden to select a VP before I start. Hanging my hat on a uh, yeah yeah that's oh it's killing me what they're supposed to announce it in August that's what he said but Hillary Clinton announced in um like July but then again we're on a different time frame now because you know like speaking of this rally after it was clear that Donald Trump couldn't even fill a twenty twenty thousand foot uh, stadium uh, and also there were so many other acts that were clowning on him like. Uh, Pink, the singer Pink, she was like, I sold that shit out in five minutes. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, fucking, oh God, not the Wuzzles. What, what is that? What is that kid's group? Wiggles. 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 The Wiggles sold it out. Yeah. You know, a lot of these groups were pointing out like, hey, I sold it out. You know, it, it was fun. It was funny. It was petty, but funny. Uh, so um, good. So, yeah, I, I sometimes I love those. That, those are my favorite things. The petty things that you know hurt oh, yeah. more than like. Oh, it like, hurt him so bad. Yeah. But, um, we're in a different we're in a different time frame now because Joe Biden like for the most time like for for several months didn't you know quote unquote leave his basement there were there were heavy hitters in the Democratic uh, you know uh, establishment they're like he's got to get out of the basement it's like nobody gives a shit that 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 Joe Biden's only given you know speeches from his basement because Delaware was under a stay at home order like I would actually I actually respected him more for abiding by it than yeah. going out and doing shit like Trump did. And so the rebuttal from Trump and his his um, co-conspirators is is a loaded term. I shouldn't say that, but his um, you know, his campaign staff were like, "Well, Donald Trump had sixty two hundred people there. Uh, Biden had an event with five. I was like, yeah, they were they were five journalists and gave a speech. Like it wasn't a rally. Like they sat at chairs and they took fucking notes. Like yeah, it's it's apples and dumb oranges. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but all right, fun stuff. We haven't talked about fun stuff in a couple of weeks. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, first off, have you seen that we're we're apparently interviewing? We're talking to Michael Keaton about being in the Flash movie. Uh, no, I did not even know the Flash movie was still a go. The Flash movie has been okay. So everybody, we're talking about the new DC Flash movie with I don't know the actor's name. You might know uh, it. Uh, Ezra something. Ezra something, yeah. He yeah. he was, you know, Justice League. Um, he was in Justice League. Um, they're doing a Flash movie. It's been bounced around a lot. It's got a lot of different directors. We're going to talk about how that can fuck some shit up a little bit later with the Snyder Cut and uh, Suicide Squad. Ezra Miller. But, uh, Ezra Miller. So they're going to do a Flash movie with Ezra Miller as a Flash. Um, he was in. He was out. They had different directors. So apparently we're back on. We're still going to we're, – we're back to the original premise of doing Flashpoint Paradox. Okay. So for those of you who don't read a lot of comic books like Shay and I are nerds, Flashpoint Paradox is when uh, Barry Allen goes back, runs fast enough to go back in time and change, change the past, and spoiler alert, he fucks up the future. Yep. So uh, there's a lot of fun characters that go into that, but they've already talked to, um, oh God, is it, is it Harry Dean Morgan? Who played Negan? 
You would know this. You should know this. No, I I haven't seen any of the seasons James, of that show with him. Is it Jason Moran? Um, the actor who played uh um, the actor who played um, uh, Batman's uh, Bruce's father in was it Justice League? Damn it, I'm like I'm blanking here. This is riveting radio. Are you talking? Gen- Jeffrey uh, Dean Morgan is the dude who played Negan. If that's your question. Yeah, thank you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, I was just I was just blanking on his first name. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has already been in talks to play uh, Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint Paradox. Uh, um, uh, he is uh, one of my favorite versions of Batman. But apparently, they are talking to Michael Keaton to play a different version mm. of Batman in a Flashpoint Paradox. So they are assuming that uh, Flash, you know, realizes he's fucked up, maybe tries to go back and fix it, lands in a different parallel universe and you got michael keaton um we we know absolutely nothing about this it's just been a headline but i would like to 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 point to you that what this could be our way to get batman beyond kick-started uh yeah i'll say this man i am gonna be pessimistic based on what i've seen out of the dc movies so far if this is really supposed to be flashpoint paradox that's a lot of shit to get right for a single movie like yeah, for yeah. like i'm just saying man like i like those movies but like to yeah like that flashpoint paradox animated movie was pretty baller i like that a lot yeah but that, that that was i was i was just gonna bring that up and say if anybody doesn't understand the premise of flashpoint or flashpoint paradox you should um look up the animated movie dc movie it's 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 uh pretty pretty fucking spot on it's you know of course you can you can get the graphic novel but um no uh we've talked for years that that Batman Beyond needs a live action version where uh, in the Batman Beyond universe, uh, Bruce Wayne is too old to be Batman. He has used a suit that has some mechanized enhancements to be his Batman. Heart. His, lo- his heart, right? Yeah, he, he's been Batman as long as he can. Um, in a one faithful encounter, his heart seizes up on him and he and he's forced to draw a gun on a, uh, a perp to get him off of him. And that's, of course, a huge line Batman never wanted to cross. So he, he is 80 in, in that series. Like, that's his age. So Ooh. just FYI, while he did give up in that continuity, Bruce Wayne was Batman until he was fucking 80. Damn. Baller. Um, yeah, but then he uh, recruits and... Um, yeah, you don't want to get into the Batman. Yeah. You don't want any spoilers for Batman Beyond. It's a fucking great cartoon. Uh, it's l- l- much like Harley Quinn started as an animated series, then made its way into the comics and the actual actual canon. But he recruits a younger Batman and mentors him. And there's a lot of scenes where uh, the old Batman has to step in and kick some ass to help out. It's good shit. Yeah, it's good. Of course, it's Batman. Bet fucking Kevin He's Conroy is the voice, so that's like yep. my, in my mind when I read a Batman comic, that's the voice I hear. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, two huge, two of my favorite highlights from Batman Beyond are when uh, Terry, the new Batman, gets a uh, starts getting his ass kicked. So Batman wears the uh, giant Batman suit, kicks some ass, uh, and then he has a heart attack basically doing it. And they're like, well, why, why, why don't you use this all the time? He's like, oh, it's uh, too much stress on the heart. And then he basically has a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's the the one where Ra's al Ghul promises him back his youth. And Batman gets back to um, almost his prime. He uh, Terry asks him, he's like, is this what you were like in your prime? Because Batman just like does a bunch of amazing uh, feats of uh, athletic prowess. He's like, uh, not close. But I'm close. Yeah. 
And then the two of them beat the shit out of like a castle full of ninjas. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like you, you motherfuckers thought you were gonna take one Batman on. They got two of them now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, so that's fun. Uh, it's it's out there. It's nebulous. Everybody's in talks, but fucking Michael Keaton needs to put the cow back on. And you know, some people don't know he was fucking Batman. That that hurts me. I mean, it makes sense, man. That movie is what? What year was that? Eighty, like six. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously everyone. You, this, welcome to the best podcast where you listen to Justin and I fucking Google shit. <laughs> listen to keystrokes. <laughs> click 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 click. Uh, Eighty nine. Yeah. Eighty nine. So it's an old. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a thing. It holds up. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I watched it the other day. That shit is great. All right. Speaking of things that are great and then not great, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> I wondered. You're like, hey, holy I'm, shit. You're like, I'm watching Evangelion. This is really cool. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, that's dope. But like, watch it till the end and then come talk to me. <laughs> so, so this is an uh, this is this is an anime based off of a manga magna manga manga. manga. I'm sorry, manga. I'm sorry, manga. Um, so the whole premise is 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 there are these giant robotic weird angels that land, and the only way uh, humans have to fight them off and kill them are these uh, robotic, giant robotic, um, you know, humanoids. They call it, they call them Evangelions or Avas. Uh, the uh, the only way you can pilot them is to have a small kid. Usually, they call them the the first or second, third children. That 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 corresponds to which Ava they're piloting and they go out and they kill an angel you listen for you watch the whole series and the angels there's like 14 or 17 angels I don't know it doesn't fucking matter all the angels are trying to do is get back to the origin of life on the planet because if they can touch it again it'll kill all origin all humans on the world and then the angels can pop, repopulate the earth so what did humans do they cop they use the source of life to build these huge fucking humanoid uh, Avas. Now the Avas have their own souls, but they use the kids to pilot them because if they let the Avas loose, they can't control them. So some of the best fucking parts of this cartoon are when the kids are incapacitated or getting their ass kicked, and the Ava just wakes up and just fucking goes nuts on some shit. Yeah, and I'm like, that's awesome. And then it's a very so I watched the whole series like this third to the last episode. They kill the last angel, and then it's fucking what 80 minutes of just kids sitting in a chair going oh my god i killed so many people i can't believe it. oh my. yeah mind-numbingly dumb yeah it's oh my god you won you killed the thing you were trying yeah. to kill it's it's it's, it, it's i mean it's like i you know and it it, it really kind of fought like so when that originally hit the scene um at the time that was released you know 90 was i supposed to drop acid like was that no, what i was supposed to do no it's it's it it, it because I was pretty um, drunk. I'll go out on. I was really drunk, and it still didn't. It still didn't work out. Um. Well. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh. Hideki and uh, ninety five. So, um. When that came out in ninety five, like in terms of the animation quality and a lot of that kind of stuff, it was next level. So a lot of yeah. the, a lot. Yeah. So like if like especially if you were in a Western audience, and people were getting this shit on like bootleg VHSs and seeing this, and be like, oh, this is really rad. That's that's Ghost of the Shell era, right? Yeah, yeah, ninety five, that nineties. Um, you know, I think uh, the Evangelion was ninety five, and then Ghost in the Shell was like right, right around that same time. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, it's you know, it's I, I feel like it's one of those things that you had yeah. to experience back in the day as it as it was a happening to really 
Because, I mean, it's just – and it's a narrative problem. Like, the whole thing just kind of like – and that's just Hideki's style. Like, he just he, – he dwells on things. Like, he gets obsessed with a concept and he dwells on it. And, like, you see that in Shin Godzilla because he's really obsessed with bureaucracy. So, like, by the right. end of the movie, the subtitles are illegible because the guy's title is so long it fills the screen. That's the point. Like, it's the joke. And I don't know. It, it, it's it's technically really cool looking. The, the animation's great. But, like – fuck man that ending is just and it and it's you know you're like me i'm in the i'm in it for like i want big robot action and and I, and maybe it's just cuz i'm a i'm an american i'm like it just doesn't have enough of that and it and the and it's just not that satisfying yeah so, so like a lot of the, a lot of the conflict in in the in the in the anime is that <clears throat> the humans had had used basically a god as a template to build these huge giant yeah. you know war machines and the only way they could control them was actually to like you know subdue the soul that was inside the war machine they created, and then have a kid pilot. And the kid had to have a connection to the the Ava, and you learn through it. I'm fucking spoilers left and right here because don't watch the end of this fucking anime. God damn it! But the spoiler is is like the soul that's imbued into this giant fucking war robot is is related to them usually. It's either their mom or the you know or a clone of them or something something either equally dumb, and. One of the first, it's like the first or second episode is they, they put, they just grab some kid off the street. They say, you'll be able to pilot this Ava, toss him the fuck in there. Um, his dad's the guy that runs it. And he's like, I'll do it for my dad. And then he goes out there and he gets his ass kicked and the Ava shuts down. And everybody's like, well, we're fucked. This angel's going to, you know, I guess blow up the world. And then uh, the Ava just like wakes up. Its jaws are clamped shut because of the armor and it breaks that and just screams leaps on this this you know this the the enemy and just beats the absolute fuck out of it in a great scene and like that's what gets you into it uh-huh and then you get to you get to the end of it and they're like all these fucking kids are whining about whether or not they want to kill the angels like oh just fuck christ you won yeah it's 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 very it's a very uh because a lot of japanese shows are real the anime specifically are real heavy on that kind of melodrama and it's and i and i get it some do it more than others but like ava's real heavy on it like i get it like those kids probably killed a shitload of people and stuff doing that stuff but like you won like yeah i I, i'm sorry i it was just lost the end was lost on me yeah completely lost on me I, I, you, you fucking called it. You're like, oh, ho, ho, what, what episode are you on? Good luck, buddy. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, and th- this is yeah. a very divisive topic amongst fucking uh, anime nerds because like a lot of people love this shit, but like anytime you bring it up, there's always somebody like me or you who's like, ah, you know what? This other thing's bad. Like I just, it's not. It's fun. It if you get into anime is like the culture and all that shit. It's cool to watch, just like see what it is and why everyone's so obsessed with it. But I fucking. I did not get into that show. I, well, I couldn't me, do it. Me literally was thinking, okay, you won, but you still have these, what, two or three Avas that are still functional? Yeah. That have a soul in them that you've got to control and keep from going rogue? Like, that's a problem. Like, you've got these giant war machines you created that have a soul in them that are ready to, like, not be your puppet at any given point that they get free. You know, I don't know. It's, okay. Attack on Titan. It's so okay. good. It's so good. It's so. Good. I would like to say that it's like after the last three episodes. Of, so we aren't what you know this more than I do. This there are three seasons of Attack there are on three Titan. Three seasons, and then the fourth and final season is airing this fall. Okay, correct. Um, I tried to watch this like I want to say six months a year ago, 
I was watching the dubbed version. And I guess I'm going to have to say I'm that big dumb American that the dub version just killed me because while I'm trying to read the subtitles. Subbed, the not dubbed. Fu- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. I was trying yeah, to read yeah, the, yeah. Su- the, the subbed version and or sorry, I'm, tra- I'm sorry, I'm trying to watch the subtitles. And while I'm trying to read the subtitles, you've got this high pitched fucking squealing in my ears by the voice actors yeah, the voices that are playing are these kids. Yeah. And these kids are like, they're just squealing about fucking everything. And it's so distracting. Like, I can't get into anything because, like, while I'm trying to read it, somebody's murdering a hamster. Yeah, it's, um, the, uh, so the melodrama is heavy in that one, too, but I fucking love it. Well, okay, so I switched over to the Hulu has the, oh, yeah, and the sub. The, uh, the the dub casting in this is pretty solid. That's why I, that's what I was actually yeah. really impressed with because yeah, we've solid. talked about this before on the past. It, it's on, a on the big, but as far as anime goes, it's a big budget affair. Like as yeah. far as serial uh, series go, like I I went back and looked. I never got past the second episode yeah. watching the subtitle one, and so like the other night I was like super hammered, and I was like, okay, Shay says there's dubbing out your summer, so I just started like clicking on different fucking streaming services I have. I knew it had to be on one of them, and I found it on Hulu. And um, I start I restarted from episode one with the dubbed cast, and we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like sometimes the dubbing of a movie ruins it completely. Like, yeah, you just can't. So yeah. anyone that will tell you like, oh man, I like okay, like I even used to be that guy. Like I only watch anime with subtitles. Like it really, unfortunately, they're not all created equal. Like you're gonna have right. some that are sub, you know, and you tend to see this more with the series that are like 400 episodes um yeah of like you know you won't have the best voice acting in the dub because it's just there's just so much of it and they don't hire the best people but other ones that do they do really they just good turn job. that crank. they're not they're not all they're not all created equal like that's definitely true yeah. like some dubs are much better than others i try to watch uh most of them with subtitles because i like it better but like if i get into like i actually switch back and forth like all right i'm gonna clean now so I clean and then throw it on with a dub so I can listen to it in English while I work. Right. Because the story with Attack on Titan specifically, the, it, the, it's not edited. It's just the dialogue's a little different, but the story is still the same. And the characters what, shine through too. Well, what I was going to say is that like, I, like uh, you know, based on what you just said, like I remember watching Lost. Yeah. And I, while I watched Lost, I was painting most of the entire inside of our house. And, like, you can pay attention to Lost just by listening to it off the side until the Kim started talking. I was like, fuck. So I had to go and sit in front of, I had to go and sit in front of the TV with a paintbrush in my hand while they talked because it was all subtitled. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, not all dubs are created equal. Some of them are so fucking jarring, it's horrible. But the, the entire vibe of Attack on Titan changed for me in, like, two episodes. Like, I watched that. I think I watched five or six that night. And like I got all the way to where they like they they go to training they like they're they're mm-hmm. they're into it. Um, my only problem is is I had the the idea of an omnidirectional harness is the most absurd fucking thing. Okay, in the world. so here's the thing: you're gonna have to take the Spider-Man logic on this. Um, exactly. Like, so exactly. Like, I'm already there. Okay. I'm already because there. no, I, you need to listen to me. You just need to give up on that because you're going to see some shit later on where you're like, that's not, no, absolutely not. And like those, it is the same thing as seeing Spider-Man swing a web out when he's clearly over the, like over the river. There's not a building anywhere near him. Yeah. Yeah. It's that exact same shit. And you can kind of tell as the writers go like, all right, they're just fucking steered into it. I'm okay with that. I can believe that. That's fine. 
Well, when I first saw it, I was like, this is the most ridiculous fucking thing ever because not only are they shooting grappling hooks out of their, their hip rockets, but they are hitting trees, then disengaging from trees, and then re-engaging. And I was like, this all makes no fucking sense. And, and then they would swing up into the air and spin like a turban and, yeah. and, and hit, the, right. hit the neck of a titan. Right. And, okay. Like, I mean, my bullshit threshold is pretty high. And I just poured myself on the drink and just let it wash over. It's me. good. Whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's so like... great. Now I'll keep it like the, without spoilers. There's there's a point later on at the end of the first season where it kind of slows down a little bit. And there's a lot there's a lot of like expletive shit going on, and they're in a giant forest, and they have these like 15, 20 minute conversations where they're talking to each other and they're flying through the air on these lines. But like the the, oh, the line would have to be a hundred miles long, given. Yeah, and yeah, it would break, yeah. and I don't know. It's great. There's it. I love it. It's so much fun, and it gets, it gets, uh, yeah. Like season two and three are fucking great, and then like the big reveal at the end of season three is pretty sweet. Well, and also it's, so, it's and, the whole. And when it goes balls to the like, wall, goes like it's it's great. I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I, I I can't explain to you how much the vibe changed from going from the sub to the dub. It just really, it it. I'm with you. It sings. Yeah. Like the story sings the, the premise. It's all great. So if yeah, it, yeah, I, I was, you kept talking this up and I kept trying to watch the fucking subtitle one. It just wasn't doing it for me, but the dub helped. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to follow up on your point, I get kind of weirded out when we go from web slingers to Spider-Man can just shoot webs to whatever. Yeah. It's all about continuity, but you just go with it. Excuse me. Um, Girl. So much better than it should be. Yeah. So if you guys aren't, like Shane and I have talked about on this podcast. Now, I know we're talking about a lot of fun stuff here. but we Just, a real, stuff just real quick, quick. How long are we at right now? Almost two hours? Uh, it's like an hour. Awesome. I don't know. Hold on. Buckle up, kids. I think it, we're with. Yeah. Uh, it's like 147. Nice. All right. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. We haven't done this in a couple yeah, weeks. We're going to go long. Um, so, uh, Stargirl is just another one of the CW shows that Shane and I talk about that are, that are super campy, super uh, super dumb. It is ba- It this- is at this point, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, it is it is, it is like soaps. It's like soap opera stories. Like yeah. it's, it's fun, but with superheroes, it's fucking great. Yeah, so Stargirl has no fucking business being yeah. this, this much fun. The whole premise is that um, uh, they start with a the Justice Society of America, which was one of the original versions of what we now call just the Justice League. Um, it bounced back in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. You know, the golden age of comics. That name bounced around a lot. Um, I I knew it from the nineties as being like a separate Justice League. Because there was a version of the comic back in the day that was like a separate Justice League. It was like Justice League of America, and then there's the Justice League. It's just fucking, uh, fucking DC branding. Don't worry about it. It's you know, it's just a superhero group. And so, um, what's fun about Star Girl is it jumps back and forth between like present day and t- ten years ago, where there was a Justice League of America. It got uh, killed by, of course, because this is campy bullshit. The Injustice League of America. Can't just call it something else, right? You gotta call it the injustice. Yeah, League. it's so great. And so you got all, so you got all these lesser known. Um, I mean, lesser known to I, I would say people that if, if you're into the Marvel or DC universe, you probably haven't heard of Wildcat. You probably haven't heard of yeah. Iron Man. You probably haven't heard of Stripe. Probably haven't heard of um, uh, uh, Starman. 
You know, I think that's why I it, it just surprised me how fun it was because like I don't know a lot about these characters other than like oh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Solomon and Grundy is my jam. I'm so happy he's in this, but uh, that's uh, it's just I was surprised like oh okay Starman Stargirl whatever and then I, and then it popped in I was like oh this is fucking fun dude like and it's like clearly they've like got their formula just tightened down like the effects are great it's just a good time good time yeah one of the things um, so so. I recognize a lot of these characters from Justice League Unlimited, the animated yeah. series, which would yeah. be the, which would be the third season of just second, second third season. Uh, of Justice is it? League? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it's considered because it's technically a separate series, but where it fits in is whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, but so Star Girl has a staff that gives her a lot of powers. She inherited it from her dad, but she's protected in the cartoon by a giant robot, a guy in a big robot suit. That's her stepdad in this show. He's got the big robot suit. It's fucking awesome. Like, everything about this just, just, it just nails it. And like Shay said, Solomon Grundy's my jam, too. Because he's a low-key heavy hitter in the DC Universe. Like, whether he's a zombie, you know, he's always resurrected. He's a guy, uh, uh, Cyrus Gold, uh, who's a gambler, was killed, thrown into a uh, Louisiana bog. And he's always resurrected as a zombie. How he's resurrected kind of denotes how much power he has, but he always has been on like not so much on par with Superman, but can but can you know bitch slap Superman around a little bit before he loses. Yeah, so he's yeah, always he... been he's always been a low key heavy hitter, and when the first episode starts and you know, the Justice League's getting their ass handed to it, you don't really see Solomon until like later. They're like they somebody points and Solomon Grundy who's a giant motherfucking zombie in this, shoulders his way through the door, like takes some sides off of it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm I was, in I, I'm it's, just, it's just like the first time you see King Shark in The Flash or Gorilla Grodd. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's why these shows are so fun is because they pull on those characters that like you're probably never going to see in like a theatrical movie because they're just so right. – I mean, let's be clear. They're fucking silly. Like, But, oh, they're yeah. great. Do you know who the fuck is the guy in the last episode of Stargirl with, like, the lizard eyes? Uh, that is the Dragon King. Oh! The Dragon King King is a doctor who experiments on himself and his followers. That's right. Okay. Basically, like, he's genetically engineering himself. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, I could so, never fucking remember yeah. his name because I recognized yeah. him. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like I wanted to say it was like Lizard Prince or something. Yeah, like, no. what the fuck? Is, the Royal Serpentor. Serpentor. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" Some dumb shit. Yeah. Um. So let me t- let me tell you my uh path uh to 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 buy to giving Google two dollars to watch a fucking Justice League episode. So I watched the first episode of Stargirl where you see Solomon Grundy. He's all in shadow, but yeah. shoulders his way out the door, just like bust the door open. I'm like, oh man, because there was, and then I thought, man, there were so many great episodes of Solomon Grundy on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And so I was like, man, there was that one where he was re- he was resurrected by some stupid college kids. So I Google it and the episode's about these stupid college kids who buy like a an occult book, they they think they're summoning a demon. Excuse me, but um, right as the demon's being summoned, one of them breaks the pentagram or something with their foot, and so all this chaos in energy just goes and resurrects Solomon Grundy. Um, a couple, uh, you know, members of the Justice League show up to like you know put him down, and they're like, ah, I mean, he's a heavy hitter, but we got it. But 
because of the way he was resurrected, he's just like fucking swatting him left and right. Superman shows up, gets his ass kicked, you know. So I wanted to watch that episode. I'd seen it. I was like, all right. So I Google it. HBO Max says that they've got it. I sign up for HBO Max, which I don't know why anybody would do that. It fucking sucks. It's very purple. So I sign up for HBO Max. Guess what's not on there? Justice League. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. So it's now about one thirty in the morning, and a very drunk Justin is trying to figure out on his phone how to fucking watch this one goddamn episode he wants. So I had to buy it off fucking Google for two dollars. <laughs> uh, that's fucking, just, God. That's and then like so like. Good. Like two days later, I'm like, "What is this charge for two ninety? Like two nineteen on? Like, oh, I remember what I did. I had to watch Wake of the Dead from Justice League Unlimited. Yep, that's a good. I, that whole show is Justice League and Justice League Unlimited is Justice League God, itself specifically is like each each season air quotes is basically a movie like broken into multiple parts. Yeah. They're fucking great. Yeah, fucking fucking solid. Um, so. Everybody, check out Stargirl. Way better than it should be. Have you watched any of this this uh, TNT show, uh, Snowpiercer? No. Snowpiercer? It's not based around and the movie, it, is it? It's based before... It's yes and no. It's based before the movie. Uh, okay. I did not know they were doing a, a TV show. I've actually never seen the movie either. Oh. It's pretty fun. I mean, I know, I know um, what it's all about. I've just never watched it. Yeah, no, it's pretty fun. Like, Shane and I have talked about, like, uh, so at the end of the world, we... We fucked up the climate. Uh, we tried to fix climate change, so we sh- shot some dumb shit into the atmosphere. We caused another ice age, and much like what was that movie, uh, Mortal Engines? Uh, you come up with the dumbest idea ever to save uh, the world. So in in Snowpiercer, uh, the remaining population circumvents the globe on a train and yeah. stays alive that way. And it's like a whole class warfare thing. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a class warfare thing. Uh, even uh, I thought this this show is actually um, the the movie uh, starring you know Chris. Uh, oh shit, it's not Chris Pine. Um, who's Captain America? What the fuck is his name? Starring Chris. Uh, starring Chris Captain America. Um, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It's fun. It's a great show. It's a great movie. Show's good. Um, I, I'm just always interested in in the whole idea that we're gonna put everybody on a train Chris and keep Evans. that shit going. Chris Evans, thank you. Um, uh, Shay and I, you know, like when Shay and I were talking about uh, Mortal Engines, that was supposed to save uh, resources by doing the dumbest thing ever, gi- creating giant cities that walk around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever the fuck that was about. Um, but watching Snowpiercer, they, they, they focus on, like, the class warfare between front, middle, and back of the train. That's fine. Um, I'm still waiting for a wild E. Coyote type situation where somebody just paints a uh, fucking, uh, yeah. They just like, you know, because the train goes around the world over and over again. Nobody's allowed to, nobody can get out because of the ice age and fix anything. So, like, at what point does the tunnel they go through just collapse and they just have a Wally, you know, Wally Coyote? Yeah, yeah, no, like, who's maintaining the infrastructure that keeps the train going? Like, exactly. Like, that was, that's not like. That's silly. Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's it's just an, it's just a silly setting for it. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. Um, a lot and it's if, funny if, too because like I've honestly I need to sit down and watch it but like people fucking love that movie it's good I, I, I won't tell I, I, I'm not gonna tell you it's not it's good it's silly I bet but yeah it's silly but um, no it was I'm watching this and I'm like man if I was the showrunner I would I would do two of these motherfuckers and then on episode three they just run into a side of a mountain and we'd be done yeah or an avalanche yeah just all 
Like, every fucking other episode, an avalanche hits the train and it tilts a little bit. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. It's, yeah, it's silly. Um, but, yeah, no, it's out there. Watch it. It's fun. Um, have you watched uh, Space Wars on Netflix? No, I have not. Okay, well, it's fun, too. You know, it's like The Office with uh, Space Force. The only thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't think the Netflix is going to win this, but Netflix now has the um, copyright on the name Space Force. Yeah. In the United States, uh, Space Force does not. I would, oh, God, that's oh, – man. I hate, I hate that I'm in a, in a reality where Do- Donald Steve Trump is Carell. such a – No, that Donald Trump is such a stupid fucking president that I, I'm against the idea of the Space Force. And the stupid name and everything. It's like I want everything to... about what we have said yeah. in the last two hours says that we would be a thousand percent exactly, exactly. But no, no, God. But now we're like you dumb shit. He's reverse Midas. Everything turns to soupy diarrhea that he touches. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that's a thing. So Netflix has the copyright on Space Force. I guess uh, the army will then invade Netflix and take it back. Yeah. It's going to work out. I, I don't know. It's, Netflix will rise again. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We have been announced that HBO max will have the Snyder cut. Yeah. It is not until next um, year yeah. though. I was disappointed. I like, I was like, Oh, bummer sauce. I thought it'd be this year, but whatever. Well, the, the, th- the thing that made me really kind of like per- piqued my interest is that, okay. So for those of you who are not big nerds, like, uh, um, Shannon, are you probably stopped listening a while ago? That's true. But, um, there is what's called a Snyder Cut because the director of what of Justice League is the movie we're talking Justice about here. League. Yeah. Um, uh, Snyder, he was the original director. Um, he had a death in the family; his daughter died, um, and so he was replaced towards the end of filming and editing by Josh 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 Sweden. Josh I'm getting that right. Um, also. Um, the studio was also spooked by the um, performance of Batman versus Superman in the theaters. That did not hit the mark like they thought it would. So they gave Joss Whedon um, a lot of carte blanche to rework how that movie, you know, creatively came together. So since then, that then Justice came out. A lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Much like um, Batman vs. Superman, I think Justice League is fine in little parts. But when you put it all together, it makes no sense. But yeah, well, it's it's got that same problem that, yeah, like you said, that um, Batman vs. Superman has. Like, There's some really cool parts in there, but it's just like there's all these different threads of a good movie kind of fl- yeah. just blowing in the wind. Yeah, so so like with Batman vs. Superman, there's so many great parts of that. I mean, like, the, the actual like throwdown between Batman and Superman and Batman vs. Superman which is based off of the um, uh, Miller uh, graphic novels is fantastic. But when you put it in, in the, the scope of the entire movie of Batman vs Superman, it, it just, it, it just, it's just so confusing. Like what the hell's going on? Same thing with justice league. And everybody kind of attributed that because of the change of director, Josh Wheaton stepping in. So there's always been this, this, this cry from the fans. Excuse me, for a Snyder Cut. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Shay. For years, uh, DC has denied there was ever a Snyder Cut. Uh, I mean, honestly, haven't followed it close enough to know, but that sounds right. Yeah, like, they denied, like, there's not a Snyder Cut. Shut the fuck up. You're not getting a Snyder Cut. Like, calm the fuck down. But then HBO Max is created, 
and a lot of the DC, uh, from what I can see for the two hours I had the thing before I deleted it, basically all the goddamn DC movies are on there. Mm-hmm. So DC was like, you know what? Next year, 2021, we're releasing a Snyder Cut. Um, collectively, if you heard um, a soft sigh, that was a lot of nerds just fucking creaming their jeans because they've been waiting this forever. But what really surprised me, Shay, was that not only are they just going to release a Snyder Cut, because that assumes there's a Snyder Cut that's ready to be released, but they have budgeted between you know, estimates are between 20 and $50 million, probably go over that, to do reshoots, uh, fix the uh, special effects, actually finish what Snyder wanted to do. Well, then, that, I mean, in, all- in that sense, they're, yeah, they're, if, if they, I mean, that's the thing, is they have to finish production of it and do shoots, there is not a complete cut. There is, there's... Right, exactly. Yeah, like, that's... Exactly. So that's, like, like when you say, like, well, there is no other version of this movie, you're like, well, okay, I know that's not true, because that's not how editing a movie works. Like, exactly. you don't do that the week before it comes out. So, um, mm-hmm. like, that, yeah, there's not a finished cut, I guess. But, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy they're putting that kind of money into it, but... Yeah, and all of the original actors and actresses have already said they've signed up for it. And and a couple of them, like um, uh, Matt Damon, or uh, no, that's not right. Ben Affleck, I'm sorry. They're interchangeable in my head. Yep. Um, ben Affleck and, uh, you know, he, he, he said outright, he's like, I'll go back and do whatever I need to for the, you know, the Snyder Cut, like like they've expressed like interest to go back and finish what they what they felt they started, but was changed to something else with Whedon. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Justice League. Don't give a shit. I will watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, for sure. Again, don't give a just shit. Just out of curiosity, like, yeah. here's what I find is funny: is a lot of people. It's just weird that like, okay, so, um, you know, Batman versus Superman, uh was not necessarily loved by all like that's not like people were shitting all over it when it came out and now a lot of those same people are like well i bet the snyder cut's gonna be better i'm like well oh yeah. it's probably gonna be a lot like what the other movies you didn't like are like it's gonna be more or less an animated movie it's just like it might as well be rotoscope at this point the whole thing is but uh they're great yeah, yeah. I, yeah I enjoy them they're fun i like watching superman smash shit so and i like ben affleck as batman i don't care what anyone says Batfleck is my favorite Batfleck. Uh, yeah, he, he's he, Batfleck is solid. He suplexes a guy through the floor. Well, I just like it because it's like one of the first times you really see Batman move like Batman in the movies. Like because you know you had the key the eighties and nineties movies, which were you know just limited by what they could do with effects wise, and then uh, and budgets, and then you had the Nolan movies, which were intentionally grounded to be more realistic. And then you didn't have anything else until uh, he was Batman, really. And you could see, uh, like, they've got those sweets. Like, if the, the scene of him, when you first see him, he's up on the corner of the ceiling and, like, moves out the window. Like, he moves like a ninja. It's great. It's great. Fucking love it. But he'll never play him again. And then the other Batman movie got canceled, so I'm bitter about that. <laughs> what are you talking the, about? The, the Robert Pattinson Batman, the, uh, the, bat, the one that was just, I think it's, like, the Batman or whatever the twilight guy playing batman i'm pretty sure the production on that's just done like they're not going to do it oh i didn't hear yeah that. i'm pretty sure oh. i i agree with you um as far as like batfleck was my uh favorite batman because it's the most comic-y batman let's put it that way yeah well and also because he was the first batman that looked like he could kick all the ass batman's supposed to kick yeah ben uh you know ben affleck put he's a big guy he's about our height he put on a bunch of weight for the movie Got fucking ripped. He looked really good. You know, he looked really strong doing the the Batman workout. You know, there in the cave, 
And like you said, he did do the the moves like where you know you know somebody walks into a room. The reason Batman can just disappear like that is because he jumps into a corner and makes himself the shadow. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Michael Keaton could only go up and down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the not to man, Literally. I fucking love that movie. Oh yeah, the first but, the first um, two the, yeah. those first two Tim Burton movies are great. Oh, to this day. Um, the whole scene with uh, uh, the penguin and the the Batman like uh, coin cart thing where he's driving the, that was that was fantastic. Yep. Okay, so the Snyder cuts of things going to happen. Have you heard about the Iron Cut for Suicide Squad? No, and I couldn't care less about that. Well, it's actually kind of funny. Like, the only thing that makes me interested about this is like because they called for the Snyder Cut. And now we've opened the door that if there's enough fan outcry for a movie, like what movies, uh, what other movies did like the fans think should have been better? Can they, you know, recall basically? Yeah. That's basically what we're doing. We're, we're going to vote to recall movies. And um, so now that there's a Snyder cut out there, people have started talking about the ire cut of Suicide Squad. Have you heard why Suicide, Suicide Squad, bleh, Suicide Squad was so re-edited? No. Did you hear about the, the trailer? No. So, so apparently, uh, the first trailers that were released for Suicide Squad were very dark and very like gritty because that's what the Suicide Squad is, right? It's a bunch of villains that you know the government has like, hey, we'll pardon you if you go do this really fucked up thing. Don't give a shit if you die or not because you're villains. Go do your thing. So that was the original trailer. Then Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Yeah. And it fucking, it hit, it just fucking, you know, it just nailed it. Everybody's like, and then the studio was like, hey, everybody likes the funny part of the gritty, you know, Marvel movie kind of thing. Let's do that. And they hired a company to um, recut. This is, this is, there's a company called Trailer. It's a trailer company. Um, and they just, they redid the entire trailer to give it the, the um, you know Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, and they released that, and everybody was like, "Oh man, that looks super cool!" So the the interest in the movie spiked. They went back and re-edited the the movie to match the second trailer. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, that's like I mean, it's the perfect example of the studio putting their penis just right down the director's mouth. Yep. And so that happened. And and there's been a lot of really good um, like um, our our buddies uh, Wizard and Bruiser. They did a, they did a podcast on um, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, the 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 sequel to to that with which just um, well it was just Harley Quinn in general. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and she builds the Birds of Prey around her, and they talked about and and to, and Rachel and I agree that movie was far and above better than um, Suicide Squad because they had a you know one consistent vision. Harley Quinn didn't have to be in a you know a thong to make to, to sell the movie. Well, she, I will uh, we'll disagree. We'll agree to disagree that 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 was an improvement in the new movie. But okay. But um, she had consistent <laughs> direction. Yeah, and that I mean, like Rachel and I watched that movie. We loved it. I mean, there's a, there's one part where um, she uh, I think she's in a, a um, police station kicking everybody's ass to find something. And somebody sets off the fire alarm, so of course sprinklers come down. And uh, um, I think uh, Holden uh, was like, um, "It's like, oh man, my girlfriend and I watched that, and like, as soon as the water came down, she was like, 
Oh god, this is we're gonna make her all wet and sexy. Hell yeah! But she's but she's wearing bib overalls. Yeah, I know. So it's yeah. Not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you see like you see her like wet and naked or anything. She's wearing bib overalls and just kicking ass and roller skates. It was it was a, it was a much better representation of the character than in Suicide Squad. So it's just I don't know. I think it's interesting that the Snyder Cut got so much traction that that's now a thing that we can do. I mean, let's. I mean, it's also. I, I also think that it's. It's not. Not so much. It's a double-edged sword. Well, it's not so much that it's not that the fans were like, "Hey, we want this thing," and they decided to make it. It was that uh, DC went to HBO. We have sixty percent of a movie here. Well, no, it's just because they needed to fucking promote their new platform. Like that was like before anyone yeah, knew it. Yeah. What HBO like? Like when HBO Max came out, the leading headline was like, "Yo, they're going to get the Snyder cut." Like, and like. I guarantee. Oh, it's all marketing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's a matter because, like, if it, they didn't think they'd make money off of it, they wouldn't do it. It's not that the the fans oh. made them do what they want. I, I just don't buy that. I don't think you'll see another cut of Suicide Squad either because it made like no money. Oh, I don't. Actually, I think there is a second cut of Suicide Squad, and it they're going to release it, but I don't think they're doing anything with it. Yeah, I think it's just the original director's cut or something. I don't give a shit. I, I was totally fine with it. Rachel and I went to see it, and then she apparently saw it, like, of all the reviews on Facebook. She's like, why is everybody so mad? It's like, because they expected something that was not going to be that movie. Well, it's all what Suicide Squad is also just not a good movie. Like, it's not, it's not, it's pretty, it, it's a, like you said, it's a classic example of, like, a studio sticking their dick in, and, and it's, it's a very, uh, it's a bit like the Marvel movies, clearly, they, the problem with the DC movies is that they're, they're trying to play catch up. So like the Marvel movies have spent 20 years building this universe and everything in those DC movies, especially suicide squad just feels so fucking forced. Um, it's very paint by numbers. Yeah. And it just, it's a shallow effort. I mean, it's entertaining. I'm not going to say it's not entertaining, but like, uh, yeah, like the, like the, yeah, it's fucking, I I actively dislike that movie. I know. I know we've talked about this before, but if you walked into that movie and after 10 minutes didn't know that it was going to be a quote-unquote hero's journey where they figure out they're not the bad guys, yeah. but they they can also be heroes. If you, if you didn't figure that out like seven minutes into it, you need to be hitting the head with a tack hammer. Well, I mean, yeah, but just because, you know, it can still be good. I mean, it's just not a good – like it's just I, – I, that's like the one DC movie I won't try to defend. Like it's just outright bad. Like all the other ones have some saving graces, but that one just fucking rubs me the wrong way. I fucking hate it. Especially what they did right. with the Joker and that. It's just so stupid. Hot Topic Joker is the worst thing ever. I love Hot Topic Joker because he pisses so many it's people so off. Stupid. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Yes. Yeah, that's, you know, it's it's such a shitty version of the character. It's so... You know, you know one, of, one of the things that makes me, make, makes me so happy is that I, I will talk to people and be like, well, you know, you really shouldn't, you know, you really shouldn't be so mad that they decided to make the Joker this way or that way. Because the Joker has already, you know, told his own origin story several different ways. They're like, whatever, that was the Dark Knight. It's like, no, read a fucking comic book, you dickheads. You know, that's where I get to be the king nerd. Yeah, well, I mean, it still doesn't, that doesn't excuse how bad that person of the Joker is. That's just like, that's just like, it's, it's, it's not about his origin. It's about, like, the decisions they made with making him, like, a greasy weirdo gangster and, like, a domestic abuser as opposed to, like... <laughs> Like it, there was no joy. Like he wasn't. He wasn't funny. He was. It wasn't the Joker. It was just shitty. It was just a hot topic. Joker sums it up, man. He's just. It was like some fucking edge lord Joker bullshit. That's like 
God, like I just can't stand it. Have you ever bought anything from a Hot Topic? Ah, damn, dude, not since I was like fourteen. Like that's the problem with it is it's like I could see where a fourteen year old would think that version of the Joker is rad because he lays in this he lays in a circle of knives. It's so it's so dope. It's like new metal Joker. That's another good one I've seen. It's just it's ugh. That's a good take on it, actually. Like you just have you just have to ask you have to like kind of frame who you're talking to. Yeah. that they think that's a, the best Joker or whatever. I mean, I'm Jack Nicholson Joker. I hate it by by default. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, Joker's one of my favorite characters, and like that's why I like him so much is because he's he's fun. But that Joker was just an angsty twat. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up with angsty twat. <laughs> Famous last words for the one guy still listening. Yeah, angsty. Twat. Sorry, bro. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. Um, like always, we enjoy doing this. We hope you enjoy listening to it because we get to uh, catch up with each other and uh, fucking shout into the void of the simulation. Um, you can always get a hold of us. Uh, you can hit us up on um, oh shit, where'd it go? Um, oh sorry, uh, Twitter and Facebook. It's both at Woodscast seventeen seventy six and shoot us an email at the Woodscast seventeen seventy six at gmail dot com. And um, Shay. Remember what uh, Captain Hydra says. Seize the means of production. Seize them!